What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your host, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky, Lucky Duck. Duck. Welcome, Ooh. welcome, welcome. A very special episode, indeed, yes. Um, we are doing a podcast for a cause this time. Yep. All proceeds of this podcast are going to people with duck phobia. That is people who are afraid of ducks. They are our friends, and we want to help them. So call in. We are only accepting Dogecoin yes. or Duckcoin. Miles, did you mint the Duckcoin? Yes. There's <laughs> the Duckcoin now. So you have to go ahead and buy some stablecoin, then go to an offshoot uh, uh, crypto uh, market and buy our duck coin well you have to also <laughs> get in touch with elon musk yes because he owns half of it yeah mostly because i sent it to him yeah but it's cool yeah it's cool it's yeah. like a, it's like a venmo thing no i'm just kidding uh welcome hi thanks for tuning in it's just miles and i today but that's okay because next week uh or in two weeks we'll have uh another exciting guest on and uh yeah, I thought, you know, every season, Miles and I like to do a couple podcasts where it's just us, where we get to talk. Last year, we did the Super Bowl and one of the UFC fights. Yep. Uh, was, was it McGregor and... Uh, Habib, Habib? Habib? No. <laughs> what was his name? It's something like that. I think it was uh, the Cowboy guy. No, not the Cowboy. Fuck, I don't even know. Me either. Yeah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But... If you want to find out who it was, go back and watch that yeah. episode. But probably don't. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, so what are we what are we drinking today? What do we got on the old drinky drink list? Well, this looks like a habanero pepper next to me. Yes, it is. And I can see some habanero mixed in with it. Yes. And in general, it kind of looks like radioactive material. Yeah. So that's what I was going for. Probably gonna die. Yeah. But I think that this is a gimlet. A gimlet. Yes, you're right. Spicy gimlet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. So this is a two pepper uh, gimlet, a jalapeno and a habanero. It's ha- jalapeno infused. Um. Well, it's mule kick. I don't really know what. I think it's a vodka or something. <laughs> is this uh It's pretty spicy. A kick? It's not the. I mean, it's probably one of the spiciest drinks I've ever had, but it's not too spicy. Ooh. Yeah, it's got a kick to it. I huh? think if I took a little bite of the habanero, then it might be too spicy. Yeah. We put some. Uh, we muddled some habanero. Are you sure this is not the spiciest drink? Because this is really fucking spicy, dude. I'll have to take another sip. You know, it might be the spiciest. (laughs) That meal kick by itself. Well, that's what's in here, you know? Yeah. So just water it down. What is this? Here, I'm going to grab the bottle. This is uh, something that I've never seen before. So this is uh, a spirit that is distilled from grain with natural flavors. So it's clear... It's got jalapeno, garlic, and black peppercorn in it. Um, so by default, it is pretty spicy. Yeah, I can feel it in my stomach now. Also, 
full disclosure, I did lick a habanero before this. Mm. So the tip of my tongue is numb now. <laughs> so that's probably why I literally can't feel the spice on the tip of my tongue. I feel I like feel it in the back. I feel like I have a burning sensation in my stomach. So do right I. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it just started like 10 yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. I feel like I might throw up if I drink uh, two of these or three of these. Or... Well, maybe we'll just have one then. <laughs> then we can take shots from the bottle after. Yeah, we'll just do. It does have the, the, <laughs> Let's do some the liquor does, does have a green tint to it. Yeah. You can definitely tell it's been dis, uh, distilled with habaneros or i'm sorry jalapenos in a whiskey barrel yeah i mean whiskey. it's definitely not w distilled in a whiskey barrel okay i don't think it's barrel aged i just think it's distilled and then they infuse and then they bottle they take the heads from it yeah they put they, the heads in there they put the heads in there that's yeah. why it's so spicy it's a rye it says the natural spiciness of the rye is set alight with an infusion of hot peppers to and a given a savory depth with fresh garlic and dried peppercorns. Perfect for adding a kick to your cocktail. Boy, oh boy. Uh, the Glacier Distilling Company in Montana. Shout out to y'all. Thanks. For... I went there. They have a bunch of different types of liquors like this, like flavored, yeah. whatnot. It's pretty good. Yeah. Got gins, vodkas, that. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like infused infusions are like becoming more and more popular of a thing to do. Um, and, uh, well, it's kind of like how, how many, how different can you make a, a, a whiskey or a, a vodka or a gin? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like at a certain point, you kind of have to do something a little bit different. Like, what is that, uh, chili? That chili one you have over there. Oh, that's a Colorado chili flavored whiskey. It's a so it's a whiskey. So. Yeah, it's just not aged. It's not barrel aged oh. whiskey, which like so it tastes like. At shit. that point, I'm not really sure if it's whiskey. You know, like what what qualifies it to be a whiskey versus a vodka, or oh. you know, it's all made from. I think it depends on the ingredient. I don't know. Because remember, I feel like we should know this. I've been to so many distillery tours. I know. So many. I forget all of them. And I drink something every time I come here. Yes. So I'm essentially an alcoholic because we do like seven of these a week. <laughs> yeah, I wish. That'd <laughs> be wish. awesome. Imagine just doing this for a living. All day. Yeah, all day. Actually, it would be exhausting. Yeah, it would be exhausting if you worked two hours a day. That would be horrible. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be the worst job in the world. <laughs> Actually, this is my favorite kind of podcast because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but it takes me two weeks to write those introductions. Oh yeah, where's my introduction? Well, I'm not. I'm not. Like you're also the host, so oh, you're not the guest. So I don't write an introduction for you unless you tell me you're the guest. Uh, okay. In which case, I run the show. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? true. That's true. You get the whole hey. Welcome to the show. Exactly. Thing. So I didn't do an introduction. I That's fair. I spent a lot of time on those. I research the people. I go to their homes and yeah. I watch them for like a week. Whoa. That's half the time, half of the two weeks. That's a lot of R and D. Well, this is important. Know them personally. Yeah, that's the thing. Are you personally involved with their spouses and Well, it depends who it is. <laughs> I mean sometimes I go in their house and 
like hide in their closet while they're sleeping at night. Yeah. I don't think it's weird. Some I've described this to my wife, Sarah. She said it's weird, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I think uh, it's perfectly normal. I think a lot of people in this industry, media, do the, do same, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see. Um, you know who I was thinking of? Who's the the guy who, who um, Alex Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he does yeah, that too. He probably does. And he's pretty legit. Like, he's up there. You he's know up what I mean? There, yeah. In terms of uh, reputable stand up guys, Alex Jones seems to take the tip. Yeah. And, like, you know, podcasting and stuff. Like, yeah. he's pretty much my idol. <clears throat> oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have a few idols, don't you? Um, well, obviously, uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Genghis Khan. The guy knew how to fuck. Like yeah, a, like a horse, right? Um, what's another idol you probably have? Uh, let's talk about, of course, uh, Charles God. Mark, Mark, Marx, the guy that invented Marxism. Marxism. Um, probably not. Okay, never no. mind. Um, Ron DeSantos, right? Ron Doritos. I think his name is Rand Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. And no. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, what about the gal that wrote Atlas? Uh, Shrugged. Shrugged, yeah. Oh, um, I don't remember what her name Ran, is. Rand Paul? Paul. <laughs> oh, shit. What is her name, actually? That makes sense. Uh, pull it up, pull it up. Because we got it. We got to finger it. Have you ever read that book? It's pretty I, good. I think I uh, tried reading it, but <clears throat> it's a bit long. It's a bit long. I watched the movie, it's I think. kind of dense. Don't they have a movie? Yes. They do. Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand. Okay. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty interesting thinker. Yeah. What exactly was it? It was like a dystopian future Yes. Uh, based on libertarianism? Yes. And people didn't really like it that much, but it's a, like a cult classic or something, right? Yeah, it's like it's a interesting thought experiment, um, and much like you know Marxism or socialism or you know well capitalism is a more practical economical um, theory. Uh, those other theories have been tried and mostly have failed. Uh, so this was her thought experiment on yeah. libertarianism? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that it wouldn't work because there's <clears throat> like really no rules. Yeah, it's interesting. I read it in college uh, as a part of a mixed media course. It was really weird. It was taught by this lovely lady who just gotten her PhD in art and uh made us read a lot of things probably one of the more influential influential people in my college career uh because she really she like taught mixed media but didn't teach like anything about mixed media in the traditional way you would think abstract. more of like an abstract abstraction uh, of ideas um alice shrug was one of them we read several passages from that book and also just that sent me down like a uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole as, as many things do <laughs> reading up on her life. Very fascinating. Woman. Oh, on her life. Yeah. in her life. Oh, so what's fascinating about her? Um, I want to say she was like a swinger. She like had many romantic relationships with different men. Hmm. Um, 
And you wish that was your life. I wish I was, was I was fantasy. her. I wish I was her. You read about her yeah. and all her lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I wish that was me. Yeah. I also learned about Yoko Ono through, uh, do you know who Yoko Ono is? Um, is Who is that again? I, I've heard the name a, a thousand times. She is one of the <clears throat> influential figures of, of the Dada movement of art. And okay. also the... Uh, Widow of the late John Lennon of the Beatles. Ah, okay. yeah. Often credited to creating dysfunction and um, rifts between members of the Beatles. Oh, However, she was a swinger too, huh? Yeah, no, no. Uh, she, a lot of people blame her, but um, I think there was already a growing rift between the members of the Beatles uh, before she got involved, but. Uh, there is a bit of like uh, sinister activity between her and like I guess his kids, and something about um, hoarding work or letters or something. Yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of weird. Is she still alive? She is, and yes. she so she's hoarding these things that her family want. I'm also talking about something I don't know a whole lot about, so okay. I'm, I'll be I'll. Sp- I'll speak with that disclaimer involved. Right. Um, but a uh, terribly uh, important figure in the art movement. Aren't Post-modern- you an artist? Me? Yeah. Uh, aren't we all? Well, I mean... In the classical sense I... or in the postmodern sense? So... You have an art degree, <laughs> which does that classify me to be an artist? It would more certify you to be an artist than it would me, <laughs> right? Because That's fair. okay. Now let's say I did a little, a lot of art in my lifetime and have a lot of experience mm-hmm. doing things that are artistic. Then sure, maybe I could be considered more of an artist than you, but mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, so with you having that degree, I'd say you're an artist. Mm. Um, so shouldn't you know everything about art? Uh, I know uh, I know quite a lot about it. Because I know everything about computers. Fuck. Uh, does that make you a computer artist? <laughs> or a computational artist? Makes me a make computer art? scientist. What, what is art, then? Can we, we can get granular about definitions. No, we can you call you a computer artist. You're technically... You're gonna pull up. This is the most like. This is means art is dead when you have to Google what is art. <laughs> art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically mm. in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Interesting. A, a, a similar, uh, or I guess, fine art. I don't know. Would be described as. The various branch. Oh, okay. Never mind. There's just various branches of creative activity that can be considered art. Yes. So yes. I'm not going to be a gatekeeper of art. I could say that what you do for a living is art. I think that there is probably art mixed into it, but what mm-hmm. I do primarily is not. Well, what I do is not primarily for the beauty or emotional power <laughs> you know what i mean ah but art does not have to be uh does not have to serve that wholly 
it could be partly that and it could be also partly something else yeah but here it says primarily primarily that still <laughs> leaves a little bit so it depends like yeah. if i develop something and i do it in a way where i put a lot of um what I like to see it as creative or uh, kind of like abstract uh, ideas into it. Mm -hmm. I usually do that because it's better for the life of the application. Yes. But what I could say is I actually just do it because it's beautiful. You could. And that would make it uh, in some way artistic. I mean, if you if you open up other people's source codes and read through from top to bottom or however long, there's a certain style, I'm sure, or signature to everybody's own work, right? Yeah, yeah. It's appalling sometimes. <laughs> so I think... Oh, so you are a true artist. I think that... <laughs> a true artist. I, I, I understand critical. that more now, that it's also about that and can be primarily about that. But then you think of it more as like, that's for readability. Readability. Yeah. Hmm. So a technical, from a technical perspective, then that's what, that's how you, how you view. Well, I, I suppose, I suppose you could be less romantic for you to review somebody's code other than, or rather than somebody else who doesn't really know or have to use somebody else's code in a more technicals like for instance whenever i go to a restaurant i have a curse of of uh, being critical of certain design aspects you know the way the menu feels looks right. or the interior design of the restaurant uh so there's something something that uh well i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is it's less romantic to me now than it used to be right. um because uh i'm more critical i'm looking at it from a technical view but is it romantic when you find a place that you are in love with could be yeah so if yeah you, more often if you go somewhere no, like not like vegas where they have or new york where they have uh amazing restaurants right. that they put tons of money into. Yes. Do you look at those and you're like, wow, these, these are insane. Or are you still like, mm -hmm. oh, the font on this mm -hmm. could have been, or there's too much spacing between these things on the menu. Or do you, are you, or can you separate that and to just think like, wow, this place is beautiful. The design they put into it. Yeah. I mean, I think I, that remind it reminds me of, uh, something that I was I was watching um, a comedian on TikTok uh, on a podcast, and he I think it was um, uh, Montescalco. Does that ring a bell? He's a fam one of the most famous comedians right now. Um, really? Yeah, uh, hmm. I'm trying to remember his name on TikTok. Like he does, he he's not does. on TikTok. He he's a big touring oh, act yeah, okay. but he was on tiktok it was a clip from a podcast and he was talking about how he doesn't find many people to be funny at all which is interesting uh, coming from a comic so is that is that a and he, then he goes on goes on to describe how you know very few people make him laugh 
and and then he started to highlight a, a lesser known comic and said that his recent special was exceptional and it was funny and he actually for the first time in a long time laughed uh, at, at it and uh, and so I think you could apply the same kind of uh, thought experiment here where it's you could still appreciate the beauty but the beauty doesn't come as often as it does for some other people who aren't paying attention. Right. I was thinking about the other, that the other day when I go hiking, I think that I appreciate it less, not each time, but over time. Like Especially the, living in Colorado where you're spoiled. Yeah. Or yeah. just the, the West in general. I think and, of it, us going hiking or doing things back in Florida where you'd hike for like Disgusting. three hours just to get to this little waterfall. Yeah. And then you're in Colorado and the first 15 minutes is just already <laughs> blown out that hike, that first hike. You're like, right. Yeah. You take, you take it for granted a little bit. Yeah. I remember the first big hike that I ever did was in Zion national park. And I think I tried to FaceTime you. I can't mm. remember if it worked or not, but because I was so blown away by it, I was like, Someone else has to see this. This is uh, yeah. insane. I have to see this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and while I still think that hike's probably one of the best ones you can do in the U.S., it's yes. it's insane. It's beautiful. I, I, I think I've seen views and whatnot that are probably just as good, mm. and I don't have that same feeling. I, I have the feeling, wow, this is amazing, seeing the sunset going over these mountains or something. It's still beautiful, but... It's not like that. Those first experiences that I had doing that kind of thing. Hmm. So it's, I guess it's just with, like with anything, really. But I would say, for the that comedian, that one's a little more odd to me. I feel like you can still find a lot of humor in things, even being a comedian. Maybe yeah, he. Maybe there's a bit of there's a bit of ego involved. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it's more like. <clears throat> him being critical because he's like, oh, they're not as good as me or something. Maybe. Um, it could be, or maybe he's just been doing it for long enough to where he's seen every every punchline. It just like and you see the recycled content right. go through. Like there was a there's a TikTok also I spent a lot of time on TikTok. Um unfortunately. But uh they were it was a guy that was talking about manner, manner, mannerisms and, and different like ways com uh, comedians like deliver jokes and uh, and it was so on the nose and you could say oh yeah I know so many comedians that do all of these things yeah um, so I'm sure if you're living that day to day every single if you're doing comedy every single day like he does you get to see that and so if anybody tries to be funny you instantly look for the bullshit in it. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. I think that's... Uh, Nihilism, maybe? I, I think it's specifically true for comedians because there is an act to it. Mm. Uh, even just... I I like comedy. I love comedy, but I don't watch a lot of comedians just because I don't. Mm -hmm. But I can still see that with the few comedy shows I've ever even been to Well, where I'll go to one or I'll watch one. On Netflix, or or I'll see one on TikTok, and I'm like, this is the usual kind of, yeah. you know, what what they do, the pauses and whatnot. But yeah. hanging out with my friends, I can hang out with my friends every day, <clears throat> or every you know every once in a while, and I 
I don't really get sick of laughing with them. Mm-hmm. If they made the same kind of joke all the time, then sure. Yes. But we always have new jokes. You know, things are just funny in, in life. And so I feel like maybe he would find more enjoyment if he had friends. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> that would help. Yeah. And also, it, that uh, is the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also, or maybe, uh, maybe he needs to do uh, some mushrooms or something. Some. Yeah, death of the ego type of drug. I saw on TikTok the other night this guy. It was on Vice, one of the you know the Vice interviews. Yeah, yeah. this dude who, uh, like four years ago, did a hundred times the dose of acid that Mm. you're supposed to do. Well, not supposed to do, but should Mm. do. (laughs) Like shouldn't do more than. Saw that too. Was he in a mask and everything? Yeah. Yes. And apparently he's been high. Like the whole time, for like six years or something like. But that. not in the way that someone might experience being on acid. More like he he talks about he sees like the static of a TV in mm-hmm. in colors and stuff where it's not enjoyable. Yes, uh, that made me scared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. I think he talked about how it made him uh, isolate uh, from his family and friends. Right. And, uh, yeah, that is scary, right? Uh, yeah, because was it the amount of acid he did, or was it just that he did acid? It was definitely and, the amount, and it, and it's just his body just had that reaction. I think he said it was like a hundred times, yeah, the dose that you should take. So he probably destroyed he his brain. Yeah, he overdosed basically. I mean, he rewired his uh, his like his brain. I wonder. He just he, kind of fried it a little bit too. They should do a brain scan of him. I know that would be interesting. Um, it's just like a little baby brain, you know, I've been getting into, uh, anime. Uh, yeah. Anime, um, uh, <clears throat> AI, um, uh, artificial gener- intelligence, AI, uh, art generators. Yeah. Yeah. And I found one that is incredibly good. So you type in a word and it generates something. So what happens is, um, is uh, you type in a phrase describing the scene or what you want it to generate, and it will generate it for you. And it will give you four different options, and then you can elaborate on any of the options. Uh, so this one I'm, I've particularly drawn an interest to is called Mid Journey, and it's by invite only right now. And so I submitted my request, uh, and I was approved, and you basically are using Discord to interact with the AI. So you will type in forward slash imagine, and then it brings up the prompt command, and you type in your prompt, and you hit enter. And then in the chat group, it will start to, in real time, generate using neural pathways or neural networking, I guess, uh, to generate the four sets of what it's trying to basically get, you know, uh, generate based off your prompt. And um, I've I've done a few other AIs that I've found to be impressive. And this one is 100 times better than anything I've used. But what kind of image is it creating? <clears throat> you can tell it you want it in the style of Banksy. You can tell it you want it in the style of Breaking Bad. You can literally tell it to look like anything. So if my phrase is, I'm eating pizza, mm. what might come up? 
I'm eating pizza. Um, that's more of a statement and not a prompt. Uh, so in, in this case, you would want to say uh, white Caucasian male eating pizza. Okay. And then it will spit out a white Caucasian male eating pizza. And um, it really opened my eyes to what the next five years of artificial intelligence could potentially do. Um, and I think it's going to radically change everything. Um, there's going to be a few, very few things I think AI is going to specific. This is near and dear to me because, you know, as an, as you had called me early as, as an artist, artist. Um, this is really giving artists a run for their money. Um, huh. And uh, I'll I'll share uh, I'll I'll airdrop a few to uh, your laptop so you can see what I'm talking about so you can share with people who are watching on YouTube. Um, it is uh, it's really spooky. I, I actually saw this on TikTok or Reddit, probably 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 Reddit, and um, I was like, wow, that's really good. Uh, and I wanted to try it for myself. And it, was, it took a, a week and a half to get the actual invite. But um, it's cool. So it's waiting, I guess. Do you, do you have to be an artist to do it? No, it does ask you like what your profession is and uh, like, you know, what's your job title. And they ask for your inst your Twitter handle and stuff. So they want, they're looking for people with like, I guess clout or influence. Not that I have any of those. Um, but I was like, why do you need my Twitter handle? <laughs> I guess for marketing purposes. I don't know. Yeah. Did you get them? Yep. Um, so this one, uh, we're looking at uh, two uh, humanoid figures in front of a fire. Um, and this prompt was demonic Adam and Eve standing in front of uh, hell. Really? Yeah. And it drew this? It made this. This isn't something someone made and then just posted the picture. This is a piece of software that wrote that created this. Is this his dick right here? It could be. <laughs> or his other leg. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of looks like she has one too down here. Yeah, I know. It's 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 still uh far from perfect, but uh you can clearly see where this is going. So let's show the let's yeah. Look how detailed that is. I mean Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the belly button. Yeah, you're just loving you're just trying to show the dick, huh? It is the dick. It is a dick. It's a massive dong. Oh my god. It's his leg. Get your head out of It's the not. It comes out from over here. It's like a <laughs> trunk. His All legs... right, so go to, the, go to the next one. Go to the next one. This one was, the prompt was, cult members walking towards a church. Just curious. Is it only like bad stuff that it draws? No, no, no. This was just me because I'm I'm currently playing in that space uh, okay. for my uh, original Ken podcast. Oh. Streaming right now on all platforms. Okay. Um. So next one. This one was, um, it was, uh, the barrier, the veil between two worlds. Uh, and so that's what it spit out. Hmm. Yeah. Very, uh, and this one was, uh, portal to hell. 
I mean, just look at that shit, dude. It's like little, little devils back here or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then this last one, I think was the same prompt. I just, uh, I, I took two of the things that they spit out. Yeah. It's like a hand. It looks like, um, but if you go to their website, um, and that one's, uh, demonic angels. Yeah. That's what it gave. So when you put in, when you put in the prompt again, it will draw something different. Yeah, yeah. So it'll give you, uh, it'll spit out uh, a quadrant. So there's four images in what it gives you, and then you can say, okay, top left, either enhance. So it'll take that top left image and then draw the rest of it, basically. Um, or you can say top left, give me another four images based on the top left. So it'll basically like give you four options based on that that top left image. This is pretty insane. Yeah. So when you have these images, when they're generated from the AI, mm -hmm. who gets credit for that? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's the software, the, the, the company that owns the software. Um, you, when you sign up, you get, I think it's 10 free prompts and then they charge you $10. There's a plan that gives you like 200 prompts per month and that's $10 a month. Or you can do the unlimited, which I think the unlimited also gives you like license to use the art in like commercial, uh, commercial, whatever. Um, commercial use. That's, that's what I was looking for. Wow. Uh, yeah, go to their website. I think they also have other other examples of what they, it's called Mid Journey. Um, and like I was saying earlier, there's a bunch of different. Um, there's a bunch of different. Uh, Is this really their website? Yeah, it's their website. Um, Maybe we need to like look at a blog or something. Mm -hmm. um, there's a bunch of these uh, AI generated art generation uh, generators are something that has become mainstream as of recently. Um, I have I've had one on my phone. There's an app called Starry dot AI, and it, it's it will also do a similar thing, but it is not anywhere as good i'll show you just um like <laughs> like some of these are not good like this was like a sick mother that's what it was like sick mother on her deathbed i think was the prompt and like that's not good mm. like that's just abstract art that's just right. like gobbledygook and a lot of it i think i showed you this uh because we were like dabbling in the nft space a little bit and so people have tried who aren't artists have like basically tried to do try to sell nfts from ai um right and uh so i was like dabbling in the space like six months to a year ago and then i saw this pop up and i was like this is the next stage of it and then six months from now what is this gonna look like i mean it's gonna be so fucking good that i mean i was talking to cole uh our friend uh, who actually is the writer and co-creator of this original Kim podcast. And I said, you know, what would it look like if we did a graphic novel 
or a lookbook or a zine or whatever using just prompts and, uh, and AI-generated artwork. You could literally create your own graphic novel using it. Yeah, that's true. Um, which goes into like, how far will this go? You know, if you think about, I think it was Tom Middleton, or I think I'm saying his last name wrong. He's the guy from Silicon Valley, the TV show, the 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 kind of co or the leading star in that. He did um, the one who got kicked off the show. I know. Oh no, that's uh, the fat guy. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think he partnered with somebody, and they did. They like had an AI write a script and and then they like made the movie based on it and it was not it was like okay it wasn't that great mm, okay but like <clears throat> what happens when you have ai writing movie scripts what happens when you have ai creating feature length films within seconds um and now we just kind of like this ai generator we now have a flood of just oversaturated uh, images like we have millions of gateway to hell images now just just pe people asking the ai to generate it and more modern times we have top gun which just came out in theaters about a month ago top gun features val Kil kilmer in the in the in the movie uh but uh famously val Kil kilmer has lost his ability to speak well can't remember what disease or illness he has but i know he's unable to actually um, talk and so they used an ai taking the he's you know done tons of film and tv or mostly just film i think they took all of his voice all the things that he's said and they were able to basically uh provide dialogue for his character in top gun it's like the one of the first mainstream use of AI to generate uh, character dialogue or character, uh, you know. Aside from the Tom Cruise TikTok. Yeah, well, that's the channel. deep fake. Yeah, but he's that guy. That's an actual guy. Like he's not AI generated. His his the look of his face is the voice though is the, the voice guy is as well? not AI. No. Oh really? No. Oh. He's just kind of good at it. Oh yeah. okay. And it, as far as I know. Um, so we are going to be able to resurrect dead actors to play roles we want them to. For instance, I think I saw Christian Bale publicly stated two weeks ago that he's interested in doing another Dark Knight movie with Christopher Nolan, reprising his role as Batman and doing a fourth installment to the, the trilogy. Um, and one has to now think about the possibility of resurrecting Heath Ledger's Joker character. They left it wide open in the second movie, right? Hmm. What would it look like if an AI completely did the voice and they did a deep fake? They just had a stand-in actor. I mean, it's going to get so good where they won't even need a stand-in actor. They're just going to pop them in to the to the movie. Uh, right now, I'm sure they're they're gonna need to do like the CGI suit and stuff, and then superimpose his face, then superimpose his voice uh, via AI generator uh, generated um, dialogue. It's totally possible. Um, 
you know, I think five years ago, you'd be like, yeah, you could probably do it. It would look kind of phony. Didn't they do that with the Terminator, one of the Terminator movies? So there's been a lot of like CGI, um, like people, you know, like uh, in Tron, A New Legacy or Tron Legacy, I think it is. Um, Jeff Bridges character, you know, he was the main character in the first one back in the, I think it was the 70s. Um, reprises his role in that movie, and so they have old, but then they needed like the the young version of Jeff Bridges' character, so they did a CGI version of his character. Um, and it kind of looked fake, you know. You're like, eh, it's good, but it, yeah, you can tell it's kind of it's not real. Um, so they've been doing that, you know, for years, decades actually. Um, but that's with like specialized talented cgi artists actually 3d modeling these characters uh i'm talking about like somebody like a computer completely removing the need for an artist Mm. and just generating it uh within seconds i mean these 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 uh art pieces of art i showed you took 30 seconds and it was doing thousands of these at the same time because there was about 50 chat rooms and each chat room had about 25 30 people in them all doing uh prompts at the same time Hmm. like it was literally hard to keep track of where mine was i had to keep scrolling yeah why are they doing that on discord is it's uh it was an easy way to get around having to build your own ui and your own uh front end yeah gotcha Mm -hmm. I didn't realize uh, Discord's that versatile. Yeah, I didn't either. It's basically a front end uh, to lots of different platforms. Um, that was actually my first experience of using Discord other than uh, a robust chat. How, how <clears throat> For the actual image, when you say it was drawing the image mm-hmm. on the screen, yeah, um, like literally drawing it or yes. it was just loading and then it popped up? Yeah, so it would um, it would give you basically screenshots of uh, uh, so for instance, I'm showing you forget people who are just listening or I guess you know people on YouTube can't see this, but you you'll be able to see um, it process. Oh wait. There was a way for me to look to see how it um, looked while it was developing it. Hmm. It looked like a bunch of different waves and webs, and then eventually it, like crystallized into what you see on the screen. So it's it's like not waiting and then spitting something out. It's actually a living neural process of generating something. I don't know how it works. I'm too dumb and even oversimplifying it just now, but maybe it's just a gif. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, just like Google searching and then giving you the result. (laughs) Actually, when I was, when I was Googling the website, I came across a Reddit post from like two weeks ago, actually last week. And it says lawsuit against mid journey AI. Not that they have one, but the guy is asking 
So he's surprised no one's filed a lawsuit against them for using artwork created by others uh, to train their AI software. Mm. Yeah, isn't that interesting? They're using um, uh, advanced machine learning to basically train sophisticated pieces of software to... I mean, that's all really the AI is able to do, right? It's 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 mimicking what's been done um, and then being able to give you remixes of uh, existing right. multimedia. So then someone asks why like what's the issue here because for instance if you were going to draw something um like if you were going to make a comic book about your podcast and you wanted inspiration you might go generate images and then not copy them but then think you know so, like maybe create something that's kind of in the middle of some different ones that you saw and then you might go sell that and that's com for commercial work mm -hmm. and you wouldn't pay the i mean you may have paid for uh like being able to get those pictures but you're not paying for any kind of license or anything so he's saying what's the difference between someone going and looking on google at thousands of images and then drawing something versus an ai looking at them and drawing something both are not illegal or copyright in fact uh, I think I'm quoting Thomas Jefferson when I say uh, the genius of art or the genius of invention isn't the actual invention itself. It's covering up your inspiration. Meaning most everything new today is derivative of something else. Um, Picasso uh, didn't uh, Picasso, Picasso uh, didn't create uh, great works of art uh they didn't just come to him. He had inspiration, uh, you know, um, great Renaissance, uh, artists were all at one point apprentices. Um, so they learned from other masters, um, guilds back in the day were a big thing. You join a guild and you'd be like a carpenter, you join a carpenter guild and you'd learn and you'd be influenced by everybody around you. And that's, that's part of, the artistic um, workflow, you know, I often, when I have my graphic designers come to me with a project, I will often say step one is, is inspiration hunting. Go out, find what you think looks good, what's relevant to this project, what, what you like, bring some that you don't like. Uh, and then we discuss them, we talk about them, what we like, what we don't like, what, what's successful, what's unsuccessful. And then we take that and we make something completely new out of it. And that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that to expect somebody to completely pull something ingenious and unique and one of a kind out of their ass. Um, especially somebody who's doing this on a daily basis is absurd. Um, so that's that's my philosophy on on art uh at least the artistic process well the dalai lama didn't become the dalai lama on his own he was born into it he was he was divinely chosen yeah. i don't think that's a word but uh divinely chosen. divinely cho divinely <laughs> it's so divinely divine <laughs> um yeah i mean i i think it's absurd to to, to say that uh, the AI, which is studying the great works of Google or the great <laughs> other pieces of art and then creating something new that's not stealing. 
Um, if that is stealing, then most of everything uh, that we've seen in terms of art or creativity is, is stolen. There's a great uh, documentary called docu Documentary, God, I can't talk, called Everything's a Remix. I highly encourage anybody who is interested in this to watch it. Just goes over basic, um, basically like every big piece of art or movie or TV show or music even is, is derivative of something that's been popular before. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, you name it. They're all very derivative. And, and the ones that cover up their inspirations are uh, often the most uh, the most clever. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the new Star Wars series? <laughs> Is that like Kenobi and <laughs> on Disney? Yeah, or no, Disney's I have take on or Mandalorian or any any of them. I've seen the first season of Mandalorian, uh, and that is all I've seen. I know there's like the Book of Boba Fett. Um, I know there's Kenobi. Um, is there another one? I know there's m m more seasons of. Um, I think there's one about Han Solo. Oh, that's just the movie, though. Right? Was it a movie? I yeah, don't know. I haven't seen called it. It's called Solo. Okay. I think. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was a movie then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's also uh, there's also another one that I'm blanking on. Maybe it was Solo. I don't know. Whatever they they blow up the Death Star or something, or this planet or. The they, end. Everybody they blow dies. Up the Death Star? No, no, not the Death Star. What? Uh, they blow up something that they're on. I can't remember. The, the ending yeah. is basically uh, everybody dies. So spoiler alert. Yeah, Jesus. For Christ. this movie that you don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> um. So did you not like the Mandalorian or? No, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I'm a bit of a contrarian when it comes to Disney uh and disney plus stuff like for the longest time i didn't watch uh wandavision or loki and uh base based on the fact that i don't know, i just feel like disney's really good at exploitation of like franchises they'll take they never own marvel they never own star wars they bought them for billions of dollars and then exploited them uh i think to a degree of I think they what they did with the Avengers was really cool. I appreciate that. Um, I think it's like at the point where you probably just need to close the door and just move on. Um, but Disney's like grasping for straws to create unique IP. Um, in fact, you know, I think it's starting to show with this latest Buzz Lightyear movie that just came out, and it's not performing as well as they hoped. Um, and they're getting a lot of backlash. Like you need to move on like you've exploited toy story to the point of where it's like now starting to ruin it a little bit so i worry a bit about star wars in that way i worry a bit about marvel in that way um so i can't say i've been excited about kenobi or i i'm i make i'm pleased to see that you know uh ewan mcgregor had reprised his role as obi-wan i think that's really cool of him um and then like christian hayden uh or Hayden, whoever played Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker also did the same. So that's cool. I think that's neat. Um, but I worry, uh, 
that, uh, like I said, it's going to be just a bunch of mushy bullshit towards the end and kind of gets too far from like the original um, story or... So you think they'll change it? I don't know. Because what it kind of um, seems like is you have the Star Wars universe and mm-hmm. you had the movies, which told this story mm-hmm. and then there's like kind of the in-between that they're putting into it yeah right like what are these people's stories mm-hmm. um and they've specifically focused on people it's like kenobi uh <clears throat> the mandalorian boba fett and yeah. i think they'll do a lot more of them um which i find kind of interesting i mean they've actually overlapped too which yeah. i didn't realize and it's something that i'm kind of annoyed by because I don't really know if there's a way to to tell. For instance, they continue the Mandalorian story in uh, the book of Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't know, but I had luckily seen it already. But if I hadn't, I would have been hella confused. Yeah. Well, if I had never seen Star Wars, I would be hella confused. (laughs) But uh, that was kind of a gimme, right? It's like you got to know. Yeah, I mean, I I think... Well, what what Disney is doing is is kind of just kind of they're uh, um, forcing you to watch their other content. I think. Uh, yeah, that's in the, true. In the same way, mm-hmm. where the only reason I watched WandaVision, uh, I really didn't really care to watch it from the beginning, but I did want to see, uh, or Janie wanted to see uh, Doctor Strange too. Oh, and you have to watch that. Um, it's recommended to do that. Uh, so I was kind of annoyed by that. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's good. I mean, objectively speaking, most of what they do is it's good. I mean, if you have millions of dollars to throw at something, most likely it's going to be okay. And there's lots of oversight at Disney. So, um, they typically are able to turn out content and it be passable. Um, even from a diehard fan standpoint. Uh, I was also told I had to watch Loki. I'm still not finished because I kind of just lost interest in it. Um, and that was good too. Uh, like I said, it's all, they're all fine. I'm sure if I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever the fuck it's called Kenobi, I'm sure I'd be like, yeah, this is good. I like it. But you Uh, don't want to know who, who's behind everything. (laughs) Oh, I wonder who, (laughs) oh man, that story hasn't been told. Um, no, I just think there's other content out there that's probably worth watching. Um, you know, uh, there's so much to consume nowadays that, uh, it's like an ordeal now to like choose what you're going to spend your time watching. Yeah. Um, and so I've been a little bit more, uh, self-aware of that, I think. You know, who's, uh, directing most of those Star Wars shows? Is it Brian Singer or, uh, the guy that did the Iron Man movies? What's his name? Uh, Favreau. Favreau, yeah, Favreau. Right. John Favreau. Isn't isn't he also uh, Iron Man's help, yeah. like helper guy? Yeah, whatever yeah. He is. I don't know what he yeah, is. Yeah, um, fuck, I can't remember. He's in Spider Man's. Yeah, he's been an actor for a long time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was also a director, and I think he's done a pretty yeah. good job at it. Actually, I think I think he's a wonderful uh, director, and, and Disney's—they're not dummies over there, so they're they're getting the best to do. Dude you know, must be rich. Oh, directing yeah. all those. I did all the Iron Mans. I mean, he's tight with uh, with Disney. Um, yeah. Even though Iron Man uh, what predates the acquisition, 
uh, between Marvel and oh. and Disney. When did they buy it? Uh, shit. Good question. I don't know. It was kind of a while ago. It was a while. But Iron Man's been out for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 2004. Damn. I don't know. It was a it was a it was a time of uh, I think we were still in Iraq War, so there's a bit of like oh, influence yeah. on that. You know, the opening scene is basically Tony Stark getting torpedoed by uh, what seems to be the Taliban. Um, right. Looks like 2008. 2008. Okay, never mind. But I mean, it's all the same. Yeah. 2000. I remember going to college and like the second one was out. <laughs> yeah. When did uh, Disney acquire Marvel? Let's see. It was a baller move. I mean, so was the Disney thing. I always thought it would be. That's they were going to make first. so much money. Either my computer is listening to us, or that was the first <laughs> uh, question that came up when you type, when did Disney? Yeah. Acquire Marvel? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's a popular question. Uh, 2009. So shortly after that. Yeah, like right after. They were like, oh, shit. Robert uh, Downey Jr.'s like big comeback was Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. He was having a rough time before that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but speaking of too much content to watch, it's usually my problem. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of older movies that I haven't seen that I would like to watch at yeah. some point. So many of them, class, lots of classics and whatnot. But it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to see them because you don't know where to watch them. It's like, where do I actually go to watch this movie? Yeah, I I often have the same issue. I I think you can just type it in like where can I watch? Yeah. Usually usually you'll find it somewhere. Wow. I hate when it's like you have to buy it. Yeah. Like, damn it. I'm only like, going to watch this once. Fuck. <laughs> um yeah, usually you can ask Siri to pull it up on your like if you have an Apple TV and it'll show you the ways to watch it. Right. That's one way to do it. So there's that and then yeah, just the others there's so much new stuff that it's hard that I also want to see that will then go to, it'll get to the point where I'll be like, Oh, I want to see the new stuff that I didn't see. That is now old stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> everything gets old. At right. That point. <laughs> so, so then I never, I never end up watching these movies because I pick between, well, I, this newer thing that came out is good. People will say it's good. So do I want to watch a newer movie or, or an older movie? Hmm. And sometimes it's easier to pick the newer movie because it's easier to watch new movies. They're more relevant. So a lot of times you kind of vibe with them a little easier. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to think about what was going on in the world back when that movie was made or yeah. what the culture the was like. of it all. Yeah. Right. So there's that. But then there's also the cultural references of the, those movies or TV shows as well that you'll miss out on if you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of comedy movies are like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough choice. It's one of the hardest things I have to do on a weekly basis. Choose what to watch. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could just spend like a good afternoon, uh, scouting and creating a list, you know, um, I've, I've created a list. And checked it twice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's just. uh, I think we usually what I'll do is sometimes I'll go through Netflix Mm -hmm. and I'll see things. I'm like, oh, I gotta add it to my list. Yeah, and I add it to my list, and I still just never watch them. I know. 
Well, also you're married to somebody who's not really like a movie aficionado. And That's the thing too. Has a hard also has a hard time grasping with like older movies. I think. Yeah. I think she's mentioned that once or twice. Definitely. Um, it's a lot easier when you're when you're like casually, you know, at home after work, and you both are just like vibing with a a movie or something. You know. Right. That's why I try during my lunches. I don't know if this is good or bad, but during my lunches, I'll make food mm-hmm. and, and eat while I'm watching something. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because I don't have I watch TikTok when I eat at lunch. Yeah, that's hard because you're trying to eat and you need a hand to watch TikTok. No, I have I have my little... So I have like... Uh, you have a robot and arthritis. it just swipes up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should program a little a robot arm to... It's like a rubber finger. You sell that on Amazon or Wish.com. Yeah. And then it slowly evolves into something else that it does <laughs> sexually. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just sit there and it leans on this little rubber uh, uh, hand rest that I have in front of my keyboard. And I'll just eat in front of my desk or in front of my computer and just scroll until my food's gone. Then back to work. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty good way to get my TikTok in. <laughs> yeah, that, getting your TikTok is in is hard as well. <laughs> I try to do it as well because it's easy. What are you talking about? They've <clears throat> literally engineered it to be like one click away. As soon as you open the app, it's boom, you're yeah, there. Yeah, that's the thing though, and you're always thinking I shouldn't be on this. Yeah, I know because I'm on it too much. But at the same time, you're like I'm gonna miss the videos. Oh, you're gonna be out of the loop. <laughs> Even though there's an infinite amount of videos on there, you'll never be out yeah. of them. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that's that's true. That's uh, what I'm always thinking. Like, I'm gonna miss the good ones. No, like, there's always good if ones. The good ones will usually just end up in your feed, no matter what. I think, unless you spend, uh, if you if you have a sabbatical away from like TikTok, I think I do sometimes see a video, and I'm like, damn this kind of seems like older and yeah. I'll go look, I'll swipe to the profile and it's like a hundred videos back yeah. or a hundred t- talks back. Yeah. Like, it's weird, right? Like why did that particular vo- video? Right. You know, it's like, um, like during the Amber Heard, then Johnny Depp trial, like you weren't going to miss any of that. If you were on TikTok, they I were completely don't feeding. see any of that now. Well, no, it's because, uh, they, you, I have a theory about that. I think they were trying. TikTok was trying to distract us from totally. Ukraine. Totally, it was happening all at the same time. And you know, Russia is using is attacking Ukraine to distract us from COVID. <laughs> I could use a distraction from COVID <laughs> <laughs> if they're wanting to do all that for for COVID. By all means, you're stupid, but go for it. You know, I have COVID immunity now uh, because. Um, did you get like your fifth booster stop, a shot? No. What? I've been exposed like a lot of times. Oh, okay. Like, directly exposed. Yeah. A lot of times. Do you get those notifications on your phone? No. Oh. I did just get a notification on my phone, but it wasn't, I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I feel like I should have gotten it again by now. Yeah. From and like the weddings and stuff? Yeah. So there was a time you and I were with someone in a yes. van an entire weekend. Yeah. If nobody else. And in a, like a basically an adult arcade where he <laughs> was having muscle aches and chills yes. and realized that he was sick yes. and we didn't get it. Then I was at a wedding where I was 
near someone a lot of the time who had it. Yes. And had some other people who I was with the whole weekend end up getting it. Yeah. Didn't get it. And I've traveled almost every single weekend on planes, uh-huh. through airports, for like the last three months and haven't gotten sick. Well, you're a healthy guy who's already gotten COVID. And you right. had, I, mean, I don't want to mean to exploit your uh, your medical history, but you, you know, I heard you're vaccinated. I heard you're vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, I'm vaccinated. So, I it mean. Works. <laughs> see everyone it works see? obviously obviously <laughs> dummies and my wife got it and i was in the same house as her yeah for uh, the whole time yep. and didn't get it yeah you're uh you're a superhuman i mean to coming from the guy that always got sick when you traveled yeah you know i think uh, you know what i think what it might it? be what it is a green powder. <laughs> is <laughs> athletic greens? And I've been taking do you, it. Do you still eat those? I just ran out of my last pack. I take it every day. Yeah. I ran out of my last packet. I have the. They have a liquid one where you uh-huh. you um like a tincture. Mm. Uh, and I'm gonna start using that. But I've taken it every day. And yeah. since I've started taking it, I have not gotten sick. Mm. Not saying that's why. I want to. I want to tell you something. Also, ever since you started eating it i haven't gotten sick either so that oh, argument God. is fucking bullshit oh no you're just eating ground up broccoli Jeez, this is an ad. <laughs> oh shit god damn it they gave me another free box ag1 formula is is uh engineered to give you your fully days or just or how about this um eat some broccoli do you think that it's just a hoax? No, I think I think they actually do have like healthy shit in there. But no, I, I meant think you COVID. can get you have COVID right now. Perfect. What? What? <laughs> no, you had COVID, but you weren't yeah. you weren't eating that stuff before you had COVID. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, but you now have natural immunity to an extent, right? Uh, hypothetically speaking, probably. Yeah. Should I get a second booster so I'm double? What if I get a second booster? Are you allowed then... to get another booster? I don't know. I people stop talking about them. Yeah, like there's no more vaccine talk. I, there's not really any COVID talk either. That's a good thing though. Yeah, it's a good thing. Like I was talking on the phone with Michael earlier today, and he was talking about uh, somebody getting COVID, and I was like, honestly, I totally forgot about COVID at this point. Like I used to think about it every single day, and now I don't. And I think about it sometimes because um, there's a bus stop near my house Uh next to the light rail station, and it's a bus dang. I think it's called. Yeah, you've seen those with purple buses. Yeah, yeah, the bus dang. Yeah, and they have a the the front of the bus sign. You know that's that's digital. It says mask required every time I pass by it. Oh, really? Yeah. So then it reminds me. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was weird, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a company policy I guess or something. So. I don't know. Maybe it's old. They just need to change it. I've seen the get the driver. He has a mask on. Mm. Snowflake. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, there's a TV show that Janie yeah. got me to watch called Snowflakes. And it's so stupid. It, sound, it looks stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. It was like uh, reality TV like at its worst. 
Yeah. Um, there's some reality TV that's like really good, and there's some that's bad, and that one's bad. I don't know if any of it's really good, but some uh, of it's Love on the Spectrum is good. Have you watched that one? I saw it's an wholesome. episode of it the other day. It's wholesome. It's okay. It's it's cringy, but it's like I was watching it, and you can tell it's not. I mean, how how are you gonna like, you know, uh, coach aut- autistic people? It's the, it's it's kind of hard, and it comes off un not non genuine. I think Love Is Blind, The Ultimatum, those are all highly produced. Most of it's fake, right? We can we all know this. We still watch it because it's entertaining to a certain degree. Uh, some people may think that more than others, but love on the spectrum, um, you know, they may cut and edit the conversations, but I don't, I think everything that comes out of the people's mouths on that show is authentic and genuine. They're not acting aut- autistic is what you're saying? No, I, I'm, I'm saying they're, they're people with autism but I don't think they're coached on what to say or, I mean, they are by their family members, but I, I think there's, there's genuine moments on that show where you're just like, oh man, these are like humans being human. And that's, yeah. there's something, something very beautiful and like about it. And uh, so it's like a good example of like when reality TV could be actually reality. And be interesting. Yeah, and be interesting, yeah. Because not only is it's like a little window into these these unique humans' uh, lives, but um, it also teaches you a little bit about autism. You may not know, you know, uh, the whole spectrum thing or the different disabilities that are grouped in with being autistic. Um, and you also just see, like, there's it, – it truly is a spectrum. There's people – have like uh you know i don't mean to belittle in any way but there's like people that you don't even notice they have autism and then there's people you're like yeah you definitely have autism um so seeing the wide variety of people with varying degrees of autism um, i think is is somewhat educational um to a degree and also the show is set up in a very particular way where the even the narrator is very soft-spoken it's almost meant for autistic uh people with autism because so usually they're prone to like sensory issues, like something's too loud, or like you do some, you're speaking very aggressively. They may not like that, and um, so the, the images and the voiceovers are very calming. It's like ASMR almost to a certain extent, um, and so I think everything about it is is in terms of the genre of reality TV. It is a, a shining example of how it could be s- something that's not completely junk or garbage for you for your viewing pleasure. Okay, <laughs> like so, most of it is. <laughs> so, so one good show, and then the rest are tolerable, yeah. or some m- the majority are tol- yeah. to- tolerable, <laughs> and then some are just really bad. Some are just completely. Garbage. I also thought that. Um, well, I thought that it was going to be bad when I saw the trailer for mm-hmm. it or commercial or whatever love uh the love on the spectrum no 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 um the uh, the snowflake snowflakes one. yeah 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 and then i think sarah put on an episode of it i i, I can't remember i didn't I know i've seen part of it and i literally thought this is the dumbest thing i've yeah. ever watched i literally told janie to turn it off i was like i can't and i wasn't even watching it it was like background tv and it was no it was like i i couldn't i couldn't be in the same room yeah i didn't want to be I felt like I was getting significantly more dumb yeah. watching it. 
the love on the spectrum one when i saw the episode of that a couple days ago <clears throat> i did kind of think what you were saying about it, it teaches you a bit because sometimes you meet people who you deem as weird in life you're like why are they acting that way mm. like you just be walking on the street and someone will try to talk to you right even in school there's plenty sure. of people in school yeah in you. school and you just think why are they acting that way they must be like on drugs or have a mental illness or something yeah and then you realize that there's actually like i mean you would say like cognitively pretty normal people that have some kind of issue like uh that is you know put puts them on the spectrum yeah where you think there's nothing actually wrong with them as a person yeah it's just that they have that disability and i don't yeah. need to think that they're trying to harass me or something right yeah it's mostly like a learning disability like adhd ocd things like that right yeah um it reminded me of uh do you remember at the wedding we were at a couple of weeks ago there was a kid walking on the street he came up to us yes and asked us he had a kind of some kind of stutter yes or whatever yeah, he definitely had autism right and he asked us to do the quiz uh if i knew nothing about autism um I may have thought that he was like trying to do something, yes. you know, really odd uh, mm -hmm. and I'm being swindled or something, mm -hmm. but I, he was able to better recognize that, oh, he's, he probably actually has some kind of issue and he's, he's act, he really wants to know our um, position on something for his re for research that someone's doing. So gives you an interesting perspective. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, partly due to why i mean why a lot of kids may find themselves in a position of like bullying somebody who's different because they just are misunderstood you know um you know there's a quite there's quite a few examples on the love love on the spectrum where you know they do uh recall that like hey i was bullied when i was a kid um and you got to imagine if those kids knew more about autism or knew the struggle and gain, had that perspective, you know, would the outcome be the same? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm sure that would be for some people. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever get bullied um, besides me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No. Maybe. Um, but not to where I really remember it. Yeah. Being, uh, I'm, I'm sure I did at some point, yeah. like about my teeth or something, hmm. but it was, but it wasn't like a persistent bully. I never had a bully. Yeah. It was more like kids just being mean about yeah. certain things, you right. know? Right. What about you? Yeah. I had a, a bully, but it wasn't, you know, a Hollywood uh, stereotypical. He didn't beat you up for the lunch money. Yeah, it wasn't like he didn't have uh, any lunch money. Obsessed with me and just wanted to, you know. I think it was, it was some somebody who I had uh, interacted with, like while I was waiting to get picked up from middle school, you know, and he would, you know, pick on me or whatever. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily chalk it up to be full blown bully. Bullies are on the spectrum. Have a sp their own spectrum too, you know. Right. Um. But no. Um. Uh, yeah, I, 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 do you think some of that, some of that's necessary to harden your outlook or 
you know, there's something to be said about the fragility of somebody who has gone through life with little to no adversity or right. social interactions, things of that nature. That's why I always say that, you know how there's someone like, oh, I um, like didn't have parents growing up and I took care of myself or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like, look what I did. And I'm like, well, you were used to trying hard. <laughs> I did never had to try hard. Look where I got. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's something to it. I think more than anything, it it more likely could cause trauma yeah. um, in your later life about yeah. things that ha- might have happened to you in your past. Hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. Like I don't think kids should get bullied. Hmm. Uh, but I I don't. I think having um, a balance between praising mm. kids and also um, the opposite of praising, yes. you know, when they're like, you don't always tell someone that they did good on something unless they're a child, but they kind of get that critical feedback of like, this wasn't what it was supposed to be or it wasn't good enough or whatever so that it does you do need hardening and you need to experience things in the world so maybe a little bit of bullying because people are mean in the world there are bully there are adult bullies right like i work have worked with a lot of people uh that are assholes yes and bullies not necessarily to me but to other people and you need to be able to interact with those people still mm-hmm. and not um, just close off. Like you can't just close off Yes. Uh, and you can't just quit your job. So you have to be able to interact with them. And sometimes they can be your boss too. And uh, so having some of that experience uh, makes you a little bit more well-rounded, but I don't think having a bully in general is a good thing. What's the benefit of staying at that job if you have a bully or oh, if you know, can't not, get running, job. <laughs> not running away from your problem. I mean, that seems like oh. there's a bit of that, right? Like, um, like be the change you want to see in the company, like right. instead of just running. I think it depends uh, what power you have mm. in the company. So if, for instance, you're the new guy who was hired uh, and you weren't hired into a very powerful position, you don't really have much power to be the change. Um, mm-hmm. You're worried about money, like you need the job to pay your bills. Uh, maybe you don't have a spouse that works. Uh, maybe you have a kid or whatever. So some people don't aren't in the position to be able to do something like that. But if you are, then sure. Um, I've always... Uh, tried to do my best in my work in my work life to do the good thing which would be not if if a a manager treated their employee in a bad way um i brought something like something like that up i've done that because i've been in the position where i could do that Hmm. and there wouldn't be retaliation or maybe if there was retaliation it you know i could withstand it uh, so yeah, I, you mm. know, some people can do it. Some people can't. Yeah. There's one thing that you notice on that TV show. And of course the cast of it is, uh, curated. I'm speaking to, uh, the snowflake show. 
every single one of them had pretty easy lives. You know, I think that's stereotypical snowflake uh, description. Right. And all the, you know, they interview the parents, which are the parents are supposed to be the ones uh, that set them up, so to speak. The whole thing's staged. It's all fake. Right. But um, a lot of them say, oh, I may or may not have spoiled my child. And now this is the way they are. May or may not have? Yeah. You're what like, does that mean? <laughs> uh, are you like, apologize? Are you admitting and also just denying the fact that you. Uh, made this person the way that they are yeah i mean they're probably just saying that because that's what the camera wants to see but at the same time yeah i think that's totally a thing though is um kind of shielding your child to out the outside or to reality is Mm -hmm. a pretty bad thing uh it can make them spoiler and just make them extremely ignorant about a lot of topics yeah you know including um how i mean you have to know you're going to, to, to get better at something through experience, no matter what it is. Some people are naturally better at certain things, but you'll get better at playing basketball if you train, if you play basketball with other people, right? So uh, dealing through issues in life is going to get you better, is, go- is going to make you better at dealing with them in the future. Mm. And there's so many different types of, of problems. So if you're always coddling your child and not letting them face the the problems, not letting them watch the news, not letting them see the 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 dark side of life, then they're gonna have a much harder time later on when they have to cope with all of those things. Yeah. Or find a way to cope with those things. They find themselves at the end of a dark long alley shooting up fentanyl. They don't know how to react to that. Yeah. Is that the scenario that you're having? That's exactly what I was going to describe. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> they, like, shoot up a crowd. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, right? All these, all these shootings have been happening. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. When I met uh, a good friend, uh, friend's, uh, well, husband now, so AB, uh, Janie's friend, uh, just moved to Dublin to be with her husband. And they had been together for, I don't know, maybe a year or so, and then got married. And when they were trying to decide whether or not they were going to live here or there, I think he was relayed to this to me, saying that he, was, he thought the United States was a dangerous place to live. And at the time, I thought, what? What are you talking about? I've lived here my entire life and I don't feel like it's a dangerous place to live. But over the last couple of months, I'm like, I can definitely now see what the rest of the world sees. Yeah. And how you could come to that conclusion. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, that's imagine being a tourist, uh, who has never traveled to the U S and hasn't really traveled much outside your country. Um, you know, if you're from Europe, for instance, you may travel to different countries because they're so close together. But you're going to basically another part of the world. Um, you have to take a flight there, thinking, "Wow, they have a shooting in the U.S. like every week, where a couple of people, mm-hmm. uh, at least a couple of people, are, are killed. Maybe, probably, I think more than that." Uh, and then you have these mass shootings where uh, tens of people are killed, and 
when you when we hear things from our government, they're saying like, don't go to um, Nigeria because mm. whatever reason, right? I don't know if that's yes. not a place you're not supposed to go, but I'm just right. naming a country. Yeah. Uh, when I was going to go to South Africa, um, now South, South Africa is actually the one of the most dangerous countries in the world. Yes. They have the high, highest violent crime rate, I think. Yeah. Or one of the highest violent crime rates. Um, a lot of people told me that they were worried about me going there, um, that I shouldn't go there. And my response was, I mean, if I went to like down, like Baltimore, mm-hmm. the, the, the bad side of Baltimore or Miami or New York, you know, and hung out at night, I have probably have almost just as good of a chance of getting mugged, mm-hmm. maybe not murdered as I would in South Africa. Um, and like you make the smart choices, but yeah, I, I think it, to me, it's, it hasn't seemed that safe of a place in the cities. Mm. Um, the shootings are kind of odd. I think, I mean, they just had one in um, the Netherlands, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they have people, uh, places frequently have like knife attacks. They have people who will drive their cars into crowds, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, uh, usually I think a firearm is can be deadlier. Um, but people are are still doing those type of things yes. around the world. They're just doing it in different ways. Yeah. And it's really weird. So, I mean, this is that argument, guns don't kill people, people kill people, right? Yeah. Totally. So take away the guns, you still have the violent, you still have the violent people. Yeah. And, how do and you so mean? I think that that's why the argument of take away the, the guns that can ca- cause massive casualties mm. is the one that people try to go for more. Because it's like um, taking away the things that, uh, I mean, I think that the argument of being able to have uh, a gun is usually for self-defense and to use it against the government. Yes. Which, that's automatically not an argument anymore because the government will kill you. Yes. Easily. Whether yes. you have a thousand guns or a million guns, you know, like it doesn't really, doesn't matter if all of your neighbors have guns, they will kill you. They have yeah. tanks, they have nukes, uh, they have drones, you know what I mean? So that's not an argument. The argument really is just self-defense. If I'm in my home, I want to be able to have a weapon so that if somebody breaks in, I can protect my family. That's usually what people say. Yeah. And that makes sense. But like, do you need um, to have an AK-47 with the, you know, the whatever mod on it? so that it shoots faster to protect yourself in your home. Yeah. Like that's the argument. At that point it's that's that's novelty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like shooting at a it's gun an extension range. of the main the main reason for the second amendment, right? It's like self-defense, then once you're past that, then it becomes a novelty, then a hobby, then an obsession, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um so which is, you know, can you have one without the other? How does that work? You know? Yeah. And also, you know, thinking about like the Ukraine Russian situation, there's, uh, there's a, something to be said about when shit hits the fan, you need, those types of guys that are obsessed with AK-47s to protect your country, right? Yeah, totally. Um, there's something to be said that 
you know, if Russia came in and it was a bunch of snowflakes running around with <laughs> fucking pocket knives. Well, that's why we spend trillion go... dollars a year on our military. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> I'm not saying that's ever going to be a problem in the United States because, right. quite honestly, I don't think it would. Um, but it, it's it's a it's not about if it would happen um, today. It's about could it happen back when those laws were in effect uh, and could it happen somewhere else? Because a lot of those countries use the United States democracy as a model uh, to which to operate a country in, right? Right. And I think that it's, uh, I mean, what you were saying in Ukraine, they actually did that thing where they were like, if you are want to fight, we'll give you weapons. Yeah. You know that's how desperate they were because yeah, they need, don't. They need they need their badasses to come out and play. Right. Yeah. Because they don't have a massive military. I mean, that won't happen in the U.S. Like it's happening in Ukraine because we we have the largest military. We spend the most amount of money on our military. We have the latest mm-hmm. tech, the best tech. That's why Russia won't attack us. But I have no doubt that if we weren't the biggest military, if we didn't spend the most amount of money. And, uh, you know, it's, you have a guy like Vladimir Putin who thinks that, you know, he needs to take over the world or the Soviet Union needs to come back or whatever it is that he's thinking. Totally. You you, you can have, I mean, opinions in society, uh, of governments who the people who are in power of the people change all the time. You have lots of people in Russia who think that, there's nothing wrong with what's what they're doing in Ukraine. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people. You have people in other parts of the world, not in Russia, who who think that as well. And in the U, in the U.S., we have a lot of kind of like extremist politicians who are coming into power. One of them was our president. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who are now following him, he has like this cult following, and I think that uh, there's more and more people who could think that way. And you're talking. 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years in the future, we could become a hostile nation, mm-hmm. you know, where we think that we need to take Mexico because <laughs> Mexico has has Nazis in it and I we really, need to cleanse them. I, know, I mean, yeah, I, nothing's off the table, but I think I think something more like a civil war is more possible than invading of Yeah, totally. Of Mexico or Canada, I think we're pretty pretty well off when it comes to bordering countries and, um, yeah, I think I think it's something like I haven't personally been affected by gun violence, but um, it's something that I feel like if I would, I would be more of a advocate for gun reform, gun uh, law reform. Um, so I'm I'm. Sp- I'm fully aware I'm speaking with out that perspective. Um, I'm sure if uh, I was a victim or knew somebody or had somebody hurt by gun violence, I would have a much different approach to the situation. I honestly don't really know how to fix it, but I think something has to happen. At some point, there's going to be a... Uh, point of no return, so to speak. I think, um, I, I think, I think, I think most of it has to do with the political radicalization and also just the mental health state of 
our people. I mean, we've talked how many times on this podcast alone about fragility of uh, our nation's mental health uh, of, of the people, right? Um, and I don't think that's going to get better. I think as we get more and more closer to Zuck, Zuckerberg's uh, metaverse, <laughs> uh, trying to transition into something a little less serious here, but um, I think... I think we're going to be more disassociated from each other. And I think the mental health issue is going to be more exacerbated. And I'm, uh, and I'm worried that that will help persist some of these issues that we're having currently. Um, And uh, on that note. Yeah. Do you know, uh, you know, the mad money guy? Yes. Jim Cramer. Yes. Cramer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He met with Zuckerberg in the metaverse and <laughs> he now says you should invest in Facebook. Yeah. Probably because he bought a bunch of Facebooks yeah. before that. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm totally uh I'm totally in on the whole metaverse thing. I, I'm I'm not in on it, uh like financially um i do think it's going to be uh where we spend most of our time in the future um unfortunately i also think it it will just make real things more valuable um like things like this we're going to run out of materials eventually so we're going to all move into the digital world to enjoy new things so it's like uh, the 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 new Blade Runner. I don't know if you saw it with uh, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, but one of the things is that wood is very valuable. So he finds this little little wooden figurine um, back where uh, spoiler alert where he grew up as an orphan, and he brings it to like this like pawn shop. What the equivalent of you know. 2049 pawn shop is and he's like oh shit you just got enough money from this little wooden uh, figurine to get off world if you wanted to like you know buy a passport off world i guess that's like pretty valuable i think that's what we're going to end up that's where we're headed is like material things are going to be less and less manufactured um, climate change obviously is going to put a stop to a lot of production uh, of things, materials, and we're just going to all shift into this digital uh, this digital world. It's going to allow us to explore and um, uh, just like the a- the AI thing, you know, you'd be able to basically create your own world in a matter of milliseconds and live your wildest dreams in, in it. Right, and I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be VR. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, uh, that's one of the arguments is, oh, VR is not good for your eyesight. Yeah. Uh, it makes you nauseous, which they'll eventually overcome. Uh, but, it, you know, it could be like AR uh, starting out and then mm-hmm. transition to something else. But that still goes along with it. You don't need, uh, you know, things hanging in your house. You don't need the TV on the wall or the, the bar in your the fancy, you know, well-designed bar in your basement. 
it's yeah. you can like design it easily <laughs> through your the thing it it it, it, it yeah the the whole goal, uh, thing over your eyes is an augmentation i think it's going to be something like Neuralink, where you just have this chip in your head and then you just like blink twice and now you're inside of the metaverse yeah um and then through the chip that's in your brain you'd be able to feel taste smell things because it's going right to you there's the interface to your brain to your senses is high speed do you um, remember the episode of south park where they went in the vindaloop yeah yeah uh-huh that's going to be an interesting time when you don't know when you're actually in reality in your normal reality and it's going to be kind of like doing a drug where you mm -hmm. get out of it and like everything in normal life is just so depressing and boring looking because nobody puts any effort into it. Mm -hmm. There's a Bruce Willis film called Surrogates. I think that's what it's called. Uh, basically, it's a future, a dystopian future where you can lay in this little pod and then control uh, basically a fake body. So you could go out, live dangerously, do drugs, have <laughs> nice. sex. You'd still feel and experience the same experiences just from the comfort of your bedroom. And uh, I think there's a point where he's trying to get his wife out of it, and she can't remember the last time she was like actually. So there's a bit of like the same idea. It's mm. like we're going to forget what it's like to actually live, and we won't want it because of our own uh uh mortality will right. become more apparent i think there's something to be said about uh living dangerously and being immortal in this world no cares of your own mortality i think a lot of people have ex existential crises and thought experiments and and that bring them great distress and depression when they think about their own mortality. I think that is instantly wiped or at least uh, further removed when you're in this digital world. Um, especially people who are uh, sedent live sedentary lifestyles, right? Um, what do you think comes first, this style of world or space travel? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, as in legit space travel, not sending some people to Mars. Not sending, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, I think it's more and more realistic that we would upload our digital selves to a spacecraft and travel that way. Okay, so you're talking about transport, or uh, teleportation. Mm -hmm. I had this idea a long time ago. What you can do is create a copy of your body, every atom that exists. For every every molecule that exists, yeah, and then <clears throat> reconstruct it in a different place. Yeah, I mean, then you get into the whole um, the whole notion of uh, the soul. You know, is it going to be you on the other end when you're transformed into? That's uh, not a put thing. Into your body. There's no such thing as a soul. Yeah, I'd love for you to prove that to me. <laughs> that's not possible um and how how did you come to this great uh factual knowledge 
Did God see, told me. Did you, yeah, did you see Beyond the, the Veil come back? The other day I was doing so many mushrooms. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, atheism is just as ridiculous as... Uh, well, what happened... Non-atheism. What happened is my windshield cracked the other day and... It, did it actually? Yeah, it did. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it, it's a once a year thing now. Here it is, yeah, welcome to Colorado, right? Yeah. Uh, I was driving and I was like, hey, did a bird shit on my window? It's a really thin line of bird shit on my window. And then I was like rubbing at the window and I couldn't feel the crack. And then I stopped and looked on the outside and a rock hit the very, very top, mm. the worst place it could hit. Yep. And cracked it from the top down. It's right in the center and it got a little further uh, through my trip this weekend, I went down a little bit more, <laughs> and so I was watching every it. Mile every mile grows a centimeter. Every time I do, because I have to go off roading this weekend, which I'm like, fuck, that's gonna <laughs> be great, right? The window bounce or the windshield it'll bouncing. It'll still be fine, but I it'll hope get, so. It'll get worse, but I, it won't like break. I think that it stopped moving. Yeah. Uh, at a certain point, so most most new windshields have a film on the inside that prevents it from like breaking through. Well. It's like an anti-theft film. Yeah, yeah. What I don't want to happen is for it to shatter, mm -hmm. like even if it's in the film, but shatter, and then I can't drive home. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's going to shatter to that extent. To where I can't see? No, no, no. It'll just spider? Yeah, it'll spider out in a couple different directions, but in terms of like, being so granular to the fat to the point where you couldn't see, I highly doubt that. You'd need a baseball bat. You need some kind of like external force. You know, you got to think like when something cracks out, it typically will go in one direction and then terminate at one end. Do you? It think, doesn't like spider that you know, you need some kind of force for that. Do you think even the Jiffy Lube windshields? Did you get yours right. done by Jiffy Lube? Yeah. Really? They do windshields? Yeah, isn't that weird? Because I needed a new windshield last year, and all of the places wanted like 500-something bucks for yeah. the stock window windshield. And then Jiffy Lube's like, we'll come, out to, we'll come to your car and replace it. And it's three, it was like 300 bucks. Yeah. Which I feel like is... Still a lot for a piece of glass, but yeah, but yeah, I got that. But I don't really want to spend another three hundred dollars because <laughs> now I'm like I have to save three hundred dollars each year. This is like a new expense. Yeah, they don't they don't offer insurance with it either. But the thing that's bullshit is, at the dealership when I bought the car, they were like, "Hey, do you want to buy the windshield coverage?" And it was really cheap. I think it was like ten bucks a month. I should have taken it. Should have taken it. Would have saved At that point, money. yeah, that's probably worth it. If it was yeah. $10 a month, it's like... I'm pretty sure insurance companies in Colorado will offer you a premium to cover uh, the windshield, but it's not worth it. It's like, say, call it like 30 bucks a month. By the time you get to the one-year mark, yeah. when your windshield it, breaks again, it it's does. the same cost of just replacing it. Yeah, my right. other car... it. When I drove it here, um, I got that crack in it. You were the one that actually pointed it out. It was not a crack. It's a chip. It looks like a rock, but it hasn't cracked out. 
Yeah. And so that one's been fine. But you can buy, um, it's like a liquid uh, glass. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I think that's probably why it hasn't cracked anymore. Yeah. It's usually pretty good. We had uh, the company van, the place I work, uh, had a crack in it for like two years. And we filled it in, and it was good to go. Do you think if I put that in my the windshield that has the one crack coming down? How long is the crack? It's like almost half the windshield. That's a pretty long crack. Yeah, it's probably like you're this done. long. You're done for now. <clears throat> if I put it in at the, the uh, at the end, do you think it'll stop moving? Probably not because it's it's already going through the solid part. The thing is, like the longer it gets, the more give it has. Um. So you may you may buy yourself maybe a day. I don't know. It's hard to what say. What do you mean a day? How, I don't know. How long is this thing gonna last? What's gonna happen? Well, I'm talking about for it to prevent to prevent it from moving more. Do you think that um, if I use duct tape, no. if I just duct tape the. <laughs> what about electrical clear tape? tape clear tape clear tape yeah like scotch is it over tape? the the driver's side or the passenger side it's in the middle of the windshield oh damn okay yeah. so it's fine it's not too bad yeah. it's not blocking my my view or anything yeah and even if it was it's it's easy to look past it yeah you can just drive like this yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're my wife Janie, then she, you, it has to be replaced the, the next day because she has like a like a thing about like dirty windshields even if it's a little dirty she's like wash your windshield like, i can still see out of it it's fine she like it had like even for her if like her side of the on the passenger side is dirty and mine is not she's like clean your windshield I'm like i'm the one driving that's so funny <laughs> i'm the one that needs to see not you <laughs> she has seen my windshield this weekend and it like so dirty oh many bugs really i probably hit at least a thousand bugs no shit. on my drive. Yeah. Did you have to like go to the car wash and stuff? Uh, no, I'm bringing it to the car wash tomorrow. Mm. But I, uh, I did get rained and hailed on, and it actually cleaned them all off. Oh, you got hailed on on the way back? No, while I was there, wow, you're I there. went to South Dakota this weekend to Custer yeah. State Park in Badlands, and in Custer, we. We get there. The day we get there, we're do we're driving around doing some things, and then it's getting a little bit later, maybe like four o'clock, and we're camping there that night. And so at four o'clock, it starts raining, and we see this wasn't what the the weather was supposed to be, but it says severe thunderstorm warning. So we're like, shit, we had to camp tonight. Hmm. Hope we don't die. Are there tornadoes in South Dakota? I don't know, but it seems like one of those states that might have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm thinking America. we're going to be okay. Maybe we'll find a hotel. So we go to a bar, hang out for a little bit. And then, oh, no, before that, we we had to drive from where we're at to the bar. And within like 10 minutes of when it started raining, it was probably hail the size of uh, quarters. Really? Yeah. And it was super loud. Did your car, is your car okay? Yeah. I think it probably made the crack a little worse. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's also, imagine it that's, would help that's not it. what caused the crack in case anyone's like, duh, obviously. Yeah, you're fucking idiot. Uh, but then as I was driving into town, I, saw, I see a place or uh, yeah, I think it was a place or a billboard that was talking about um, windshield or car damage from, mm. 
from the hail. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. this is a frequent thing. Yes. So yes. then we get to town, we go to a bar, it's still raining, and then we come outside after like an hour and a half or so. And it is one of the most beautiful days out that there ever was. Oh, and we had an amazing sunset that, that night. Mm. So then we slept. Then end of the trip, we'll go, we're in Badlands. We're leaving, camping again. And boom, all of a sudden we see all this. It's dark. It's, the sun went down and it's dark out. We see all this lightning in the distance. And we look on our phone and it says severe thunderstorm warning. And then we look on the radar and it's like all around us coming towards us. Oh shit. And then then I'm thinking, because we're much further away from the, the city, the town, I'm thinking, they gotta have tornadoes here, right? And it was like the bad kind of looking storm. So we just left and went and found a place to You're like to see sleep. Ya. Yeah. When in doubt, just run. Exactly. We made it out we was like we were here, the storm was on both sides of us, and we kind of just drove right through the middle of it. So it rained a little bit, but everything was on the sides of us, hmm. and then we went through. Billboards. That's, you don't see a lot of billboards in Colorado. Do you notice that compared to, like, Florida? Like, on the highways hmm. in Florida, there's, like, billboards everywhere. That's one thing yeah. I noticed. Do you think it's because the highway that we most often drive is in the mountains maybe i don't know but then again i mean there's got to be maybe some kind of rule you'd see a bunch of like uh did you get injured call mcdivitt law firm that's true now i think about it yeah i guess not lots of lots of vasectomy billboards in florida yeah those so many what was that guy's name i can't remember doctor no more babies he looks like the guy who you don't want to get a vasectomy from like literally he looks like the guy who is on the the billboard of the lawyer who's like, did yeah. this guy give you a vasectomy? Call Gillet now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> did, this, did this doctor fuck you up? <laughs> Call blah blah blah. It's no, it's interesting. I I noticed that like when I moved here, and uh, I didn't know if you had the same like uh. Uh, realization yeah i think it might just be florida that has a lot of them uh you know everybody's in florida getting a vasectomy florida also has (laughs) a lot of the uh sex store yes uh, cafe risque that place remember that between south florida (laughs) and it's like past orlando Right? Yeah, it's past orlando uh it's on i-10 so you take the 10 or i-70 no, there's I seventy and then you get I seventy and there's I ten. Oh right. So you okay. take a, a left turn. So pretty much the entire interstate, there's these signs going both ways. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I um, It's like a sex store or, or a cafe or something. Yeah, it's like a burlesque, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I, I don't think it's a strip club by any So they have but... like a, like hundreds of billboards for yes. this place. It's like the marketing budget for this place is out of control. Or the guy that owns the place also owns a marketing. All the farms. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, he owns all the billboards. So he's like, free advertising. Um, you ever uh, you ever gotten a biopsy done? I don't think so, but I think I need one done. Like a skin biopsy? Yeah. I got a, two done. A thing on my leg. For two weeks, I thought I had cancer. They were like, oh, those don't look right. And then you're like, what? 
why did you say that to me? They're like, yeah, we probably want to get these these biopsied. I'm like, what does that mean? Or we're just going to check to see if they're cancerous. I'm like, I fucking have cancer now. Yeah. God damn it. Did you WebMD it? You were like, if the doctor tells me that they don't look good, what does that mean? And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Probably yeah. cancer. Well, there's only one possible conclusion to anything you google medically and it's at the end of it it's always cancer you have cancer yeah. there's always <laughs> one it's like those uh it's like those um yes no uh infographs like do you like te- television yes or no and it all goes to the same space they're yeah. the same spot at the end of the chart and it's right. cancer <laughs> um yeah i uh but, uh, but it they, wasn't they cancer. Were, they were. It wasn't cancer. I'm cancer free since ninety ninety three. Wait, well, I mean, do you know you're cancer free? Like, I mean, there could be other. Oh, there could be. There could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, WebMD so said, that. suggested that I have probably twenty other things that are cancerous. Yeah. Um. You have HIV. You're like, yeah. What What happens if I have a bad mole? And they're yeah. like, you might have AIDS. Yeah. 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 If you have sticking, if you have put a Q-tip in your ear. Too far in, you have cancer now. <laughs> because the cotton mixing in with yeah. earwax yes, creates yes. a biochemical. Have you ever, have, you remember the moment when you learned that that was bad? Yeah. Like the doctors are telling you, don't do that. But have the doctors ever considered that I gotta? <laughs> I gotta. You know, it says I it just, on the box, right? I gotta. Like the box says it too. <laughs> the, nobody reads the box though. It, it, but like, the, what do you need to learn about Q tips? <laughs> like, is there a direct? <laughs> I looked on the box once and it was literally like, do not put this in your ear. It was like, this is meant for, you know, like cleaning your, like the outside of your nose or like a baby or something. You yeah. Know, simple hygiene things. Yeah. And nobody uses it for that. No. No. The only thing, actually, I saw a TikTok once that someone was like, look, I created this thing. I'm going to call it a Q-tip. And someone was like, what do you do with it? And he was like, you do, you know, whatever was actually meant to be done. And he's yeah. like, people are going to stick that in their ears. <laughs> and he's like, no, they're not. Why would they do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't do that. He's like, nah. And then he cut, cut to like immediately the guy that said that is putting it in his ear. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Why, why does something that feels so good end up being so bad for you? Oh wait, that's like everything in life. Right. Am I right with that? What if, what if all the good things you could make not bad? You know what I mean? Like smoking cigarettes, vape. Although FDA just banned the sale of jewels. So walk me through that. What what is that about? Okay, so I was also confused because I was like, jewel's not the only electronic cigarette. Right. It was just jewel. Yeah. What's so unique and specific about Juul and not because also... Do you remember, didn't they at one point ban it before temporarily? No, they banned um, all the flavored. Flavored ones? Yeah, you could only get like uh, like the menthol or the mint one or something. Okay. Yeah. So I think they banned Juul. They also uh, put a regulation on how much nicotine I think you can put in. Yeah. Because um, that's what's stuff. that's the addictive part, right? The right. nicotine. Yeah. yeah. So they're making them so and then yeah, they did they ban menthol? <clears throat> yeah, men, the menthol cigarettes, yeah. yeah they banned yeah, them. They banned them, yeah. Yeah, because you it, can't do the pop that the you used to be able to um you crush this little ball right. inside of the filter. Because 
they banned those because they reduced the side effect of smoking a cigarette, which made people yeah. more likely to smoke them. Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious. Yes. That they banned it. Yes. They were like, no good. No. No good stuff. Not, not for you. <laughs> not for you. I think that... Not even once. It's actually kind of sad because imagine if you're someone who smokes cigarettes and have for a lot of your life and you don't care what the side effect is. Yes. You don't care if you have a heart attack or get cancer, yeah. right? Yes. And you're like, I just want to smoke cigarettes. They make me feel good. I just want to smoke cigarettes. Let me fucking die in peace. And you've smoked menthol cigarettes for like the last 10 years. It's your favorite. And then suddenly you're like, I have to smoke regular cigarettes. You're like, these fucking American spirits are bullshit. <laughs> it's a reappropriation of something, something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said of the danger of cigarettes, but there's also something to be said about uh, personal sovereignty, right? I mean, you are an American. You should be able to do with your body what you want. Um, I personally do not smoke cigarettes. I think they're pretty nasty. Um, I've smoked cigarettes before, uh, not regularly, more of a just like, a, hey, I, um, you know, want to see what this is like take a drag or two and it's fucking exhilarating you know you get a massive head rush especially if you don't smoke cigarettes that head rush i'm i've heard it goes away pretty quickly when you're smoking one or two i think after like i think it's like after the third after the second cigarette that goes away hmm. yeah and then it's now just upkeeping your nicotine habit but, right <clears throat> i um, think that is why you just need to have one and then let don't smoke another one and then smoke another one. Yeah, just uh, and then and then you're not getting addicted to them, you know. Yeah, it's like alcohol. <laughs> just have a drink. Then I don't drink. Then I drink again. So why did the FDA ban Juul? I feel like it's probably someone because it doesn't like someone else. Is it? I gotta think that the whole youth thing. Getting young people addicted to nicotine has has a has an uh, effect on their decision. It says that there's a lack of evidence demonstrating the overall safety of the company's products, and noting that their disproportionate role in the rise of youth vaping. Ah, I was right. So, so they'll just make a lack product called of Yule. evidence. Isn't convincing to me. Do they have evidence that provides? A counter argument to the safety? Is there a lack of evidence to the unsafe nature of these? Well, that's like if you buy marijuana in the state that it's legalized, it says on there, it's like this probably could be like could kill you, it could give you cancer, but no nobody knows and nobody regulates it, so you can buy it. So marijuana is not approved by the FDA, right? Right. Now the FDA the headline I read was FDA bans the sale of Juul in the United States. Does that mean now you are not able to sell Juul? Um, or is it just not FDA regulated now? Because under that logic, one could say that marijuana is also banned. So Jewel won an emergency court order temporarily blocking the decision. So they're still able to sell it. 
So now it has to go, what, to the Supreme Court circuit? I guess so. Yeah. But the thing is, then what? Okay, so say the FDA says this is super unhealthy, we're banning it, and then Jules like, hey, but hear us out, and then some judge somewhere is like, yes, right, you have to hear them out, and then the Supreme Court's like, yeah, we don't think you should be able to sell it. Does Jewel pay a penalty for that? Because, mm. like, what if I committed massive fraud? And then they were like, you're going to prison. And then I was like, yeah, but hear me out. And then they were like, the judge was like, yeah, hear him out. And then I like fled the country <laughs> and went to Panama. That's an actual thing. Yeah, that's a thing. That's how the American justice system works. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm failing to see the relevance in this uh, dual situation. It's probably not relevant. My point is that my point is that you know how sometimes the president uses that executive power thing? Yeah. And he's like uh people can't come to America anymore. And then the some judge is like yes they can or the opposite. Like mm. anyone can come into America. So imagine if Biden was like the border is open. Yes. And then a judge in Texas was like no. That's you can't do that, right? Federal judge, yeah, uh, because it breaks the law, or something, yeah. right? It's kind of like masks, yeah, yeah. So then, who, whoever, I don't know who decides after that, Supreme Court, I guess, Supreme Court, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, you did break the law by doing that. Now, does Biden get in trouble because he broke the law? No, no. No, because he didn't There's break no the law. For government he was just saying really. something that would break the law. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. I think if they were to pursue, to continue to do that, then I'm not really sure what the repercussions are at that point, but I'm pretty sure they can't enforce it at that point. So if they were to continue to enforce that rule, I think I'm not, like, again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happens at that point. Um, but uh, so then I'd like to see. I like. I'd like to know what happens at that point, though. That's a good question. What happens when, let's say, Biden was like, "Hey, we're gonna forgive ten thousand dollars of people who have student loans." It, what if he he signs some executive order that does that, right? Mm -hmm. How whatever that means, and then. It starts happening. People start applying for it. Some people get it. And then there's a judge who's like, no, this, is, this can't be a thing. And then the Supreme Court says, no, that's not a thing. Do the people who got the money have to now pay it back? I think what happens is immediately after the ruling, it gets filed for appeal. Immediately. I so think probably like so, a, yes. A certain amount of time after you can't. I think I yeah I think uh, and again like uh, this is just me being and and I'm a moron so I don't really know uh, this is uh, I, I I would assume that as soon as it's appealed you couldn't release funds to repay or forgive debt that it would have to be then reviewed by a judge and then after that ruling you could proceed. 
Okay. So now what happens if uh, at some point the Supreme Court's like, yeah, you can have an abortion and the government can't stop you. And then um, you have an abortion mm -hmm. and then the government's or the Supreme Court's like, actually, you can't. We were wrong before. You'd be grandfathered in under the current understanding or interpretation of the law. You would be grandfathered in. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't. Yeah, they couldn't retroactively just go, hey, you had an abortion, now abortion's illegal, now you have to pay a fine or serve jail time. Hmm. That's my understanding. I would hope so. I would think it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That would be insane. I don't, yeah, no. That's, if it sounds insane, the likely answer is that it is. It's all a little weird. And... uh it's it's really weird to me that like the president can do something and then a judge in a random state can just say no. You know what I mean? Yes. Like Congress or whoever or whatever. I don't know what the rules are depending on what branch of the government says what or does what or passes what or signs what things. But like you remember the Affordable Care Act? Mm -hmm. um, I believe it. Yeah. All three branches approved it. They yes. got it through because the Democrats controlled all three branches. They got it approved, and then it still had to go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that <laughs> having that mandate where you have to pay the tax, blah, 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 is mm. okay. Now, what is that because a judge said no? Why did it even need to go to the Supreme Court? Is it because someone sued and said, Yeah, I'm Please. sure I'm sure there was, was, was some opposition to it. You know, like, like uh, it's very it's very rare that we see a partisan uh, or a bipartisan agreement on issues. I think the last right. thing was like the daylight savings thing that they passed. Yeah. I think that was a unanimous decision. Right. That was a very rare time in our history where both sides came together and agreed on. An well, issue. why? But then they didn't follow through. It never went to the other. What was that? You know, it's also weird. They do. They the, did. Went to this, it went to the Senate, and they, they passed it. And it's changing now? Yes. No, it's not. Yes. When? Look it up. You didn't know about this? It wasn't just like, they were like, yeah, we approved it. And they were like, okay, what happens next? Nothing. <laughs> Business as usual. Yeah, they get rid of that shit, dude. I think. I also... Just spoiler alert. I'm fucking stupid sometimes. Huh. That's also, uh, that's a, a comedic thing that the guy pointed out. Stereotype is when you sing sing your uh, your punchline. Is it? Yeah. Like, uh, I love white claws because I'm a degenerate. It's a very overused comedic mannerism. It says that it's stalled in the house. It's stalled in the house? Yeah, because... Those motherfuckers! <laughs> it says that Congress has likely set the issue on the back burner as they face more pressing issues like the Ukrainian conflict. Oh, my God. Okay, so they... So you're telling me they that listen. Putin's responsible for the clocks changing in the fall. That's bullshit. They list two things. Like, what's going on in the world? Ukraine, COVID, inflation. Three things. 
do they only vote on three things every year? Like they can't just fit another one in there? Yeah, it's like uh, I learned that the Supreme Court votes on issues they're going to take on. Right. Yeah. What do they do the rest of the time? Like, do they also work 40 hours a week? (laughs) Decide to remove women's rights. That's what what they do. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Fuck that shit. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. We have to publicly announce that we are for women's rights on this podcast. Yeah, of course. So all you guys listening, the two of you guys that are still listening, <laughs> we support. Thanks, uh, Bob. Bob. <laughs> um, yeah, we support, uh, a woman's right to choose. Not afraid. Should have announced that. that at the beginning. That was probably the intro that you didn't write. Oh shit! Yeah, the that that uh, thirty seconds that you have at the beginning <clears throat> of every episode is your chance to make a political statement. Miles. I said that our podcast was for a cause, even, <laughs> and just didn't even think about you that. Forgot about it. All right, the proceeds cool. of this podcast yeah. will go towards supporting women who need their rights done in other states. Yes. Um. But I didn't want to make a joke about it. That's why I didn't. That's true. That's, that's true. Why Good point. That. Good point. It's all most of what we say in this podcast is uh, tongue in cheek, and some yeah. some of it's not. So I I respect I respect that. Thank yeah. you for acknowledging it. But I did have a point. Yeah. What was the point? And I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a super good point. I have a lot of good ideas. Well, the the Supreme Court uh, votes on what they want to, what what issues they need to debate on. That's um, right. Yeah. So what. Off of that, what was your point? No, it was long before that. Oh, really? I was stalling. Oh, um, uh, daylight savings. Uh, it stalled in the house mm-hmm. before that. Yes. Okay. Um, we were talking about stuff. I don't remember. We were talking about that student loan thing. Yeah, the student loan thing. I don't think it was about that. Somebody's shouting at us right now, going, You fucking idiots. It's, yeah. Like, didn't you script this? It's Disney's acquisition of Marvel. That's the point you're trying to make. Oh, yeah. Roundhouse. And so, what that means is that they have a monopoly. Yes. On good television. Monopolies are not good. You know, and... Heinz Ketchup, the company, or Heinz is the company that makes like the Heinz Ketchup, obviously, yeah. right? They yeah, make okay. mustard and relish and all okay. the other condiments, right? Yeah. You know who is their largest purchaser? In fact, so large that it equates to 75% of their total sold goods. Is it Heinz? No. Is it the other ketchup and mustard brands? No. (laughs) One more. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Give me a hint. Just give me a hint. (laughs) No, because like uh, you would immediately get it. I would immediately get it. Yes. Is it McDonald's? No. It is a okay. You'll get this, but it's a company headquartered in Walmart, Arkansas. Yes, is Walmart. Walmart equates for seventy five percent of Heinz purchasing, uh, and. That's a bad thing, right? Because now Walmart can be like, we want to sell your ketchup at two fifty instead of two ninety nine, and they have little 
wiggle room to do that. You need to diversify who you're selling to so you can have companies surrounding you. Who is Heinz owned by, though? Uh, uh, Richard Hines. Richard Hines. Uh, it's probably owned by another company. I doubt that it's no, a company it's that just makes ketchup and mustard. It totally and so is. So it's probably just a no. Really it's a, it is. It, it is. It's probably a really small portion of their of their profit. Seventy five percent of of their revenue comes from Walmart. Right, but imagine if if ketchup, like, it's not of, just ketchup. of Heinz. It's like Heinz. They also the make company. Heinz baked beans and other Heinz baked products. beans. Did you just make that up? They don't I make. I have beans. been to Pittsburgh, the headquarters of Heinz Corporation, Miles. I know a little bit about them. It's okay. N- Did you know that they make purple mustard? <laughs> they used to. <laughs> the blue and purple Until and the green. The FDA Was that banned it. The FDA banned it. Like know. they banned Jewel. Do you Why know, has the FDA got to ruin everything? Do you know the best thing happened to me this week what? that's ever happened to me? Do tell. I got a jar of, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? No. <laughs> Peanut butter. Oh, my God. I went to Target. They finally had some? And I look, and I'm, at first, I'm just depressed. I'm like, damn, they're out of the peanut butter still. It's been like a month. Yeah, because I haven't gotten regular, you know, you my can't regular. Can't get that Ebola wash out of it, you know. And I go and look, and in the, underneath, in the back, I forget which brand it is. It's not Jif. One Skippy. Oh yes, they have Skippy Natural. That's why it was there. Oh yes, Skippy Natural, creamy. At first, it was the 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 chunky kind. Nobody likes the chunky kind because that's always the one that's there. Yes. If there's a jar of peanut butter, it's the fucking chunky peanut butter. If which, you like the chunky peanut butter, peanut butter, you're a sociopathic, fucking crazy person. Yeah. So that's all redundant. But I think um, we're gonna put you on a watch list, basically. Yeah. But. I get over there and I'm thinking, damn, it's just chunky. And then I, I, <laughs> what a statement. I, I looked, I reached down. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's this other lady like under there trying to get some. And yeah. I'm like, I got to get it first. Yes. Right. Cause she probably sees the good stuff. So I reached oh, down. Did you I push looked, her out of the way or what? Happened? Almost, almost. Yeah. I, it was almost like when you see in the movies, the two ladies fighting over the turkey in yes. the grocery store. Yeah. It was almost that over the peanut butter. But they had a couple more extra jars. So I grab it, and I'm pretty happy this week. You got peanut butter now. Congratulations. I've had peanut butter this entire time, only because I I don't eat it very often. You know what I did, though, like a crazy person, is I like uh, the the Smucker's uh, Uncrustables. So I'll buy the Uncrustable. I'll put it in the toaster straight out of the freezer because you got to keep them frozen. And you do, yeah, yeah, you do. You can't put them in the fridge. You can, but you have to eat them after a certain. They like are perishable. It's not enough preservatives. It's good. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my my Sur- boys. Surprising. Honestly, best thing that ever happened to me was. To rediscover Uncrustables. Getting a Costco membership. <laughs> you can buy them other places, Miles. Okay? I'm letting my Costco membership expire. That's fine. I bought it for you. It's, you know. 
<laughs> this is can you net, net neutral for you. Can you buy it <laughs> I know I'm getting you for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> last time I went, the lady was trying to sell me on the executive membership. Yes. And then she was really rude about it after. Not going to talk about it anymore. But that's not why I'm not renewing it. It's because I haven't shopped there since then. That's fair. Yeah. And who the fuck was right? What do you mean, who the was fuck was Was she right? right or was I? You uh, have to spend a certain amount in order to... For it to be worth it. Exactly. And guess what? I didn't. I feel like you're doing that. You don't go shopping there out of spite for this, this interaction prove, that you just had. Just to prove yeah. to her. I'll show her. <laughs> I'm not coming back ever again. The thing is, she tried to make me feel bad about not making an impulse pur- purchase. Yeah, because I'm sure... They make money off of that. They have to make money off of it. That's how they make their money. Right. Yeah. And it, so I'm not a fucking r- idiot. <laughs> 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 okay and so i didn't buy i was like i will be here again Listen, i can buy it next time the last time i went to costco i spent like 450 dollars. Okay. okay now i'm gonna get a nice fucking fat check at the end of the year for my executive membership i'm gonna get two percent back mm-hmm. and it's gonna be super nice and it's gonna pay for my membership right some people don't use costco the same way I do. And that's okay. Right. So you just get the lower entry level uh, exactly. membership and you're fine. And then I don't get told that I'm an executive. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of, there's a bit of like swagger in my step when I walk through Costco. Cause I'm like, sorry, executive coming through. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm an executive. It's like when you go to a hotel and you're part of their rewards yeah. thing and they're like, Oh, thank you so much for being a diamond member. Like, why are you? Th- That's such a weird thing. What am I? How are you supposed to respond? You're welcome. No, you go. Yes, thank you. You just <laughs> yeah, say, I you. deserve this. Yeah, yeah you're like I've earned you. this. Thank you for saying thank you. Yes, <laughs> I really appreciate. It. Um, actually, what you say is, uh, I'd like to speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> actually, one time. One time, I so I had diamond status with Hilton for a while. Actually, yes. I still have it because of the because of the pandemic. Yeah, you probably could you probably could uh, get diamond status just from having the Chase Rewards card or whatever the fuck you have. No, they, no, not with Hilton. But they don't match. No, they don't. No. They give you gold status with Marriott, and then if you stay three nights within the period, you you know get it for a it. lot about this. You must have been doing a lot of research re- recently on credit cards. I. I did a lot of research a long time ago, and yeah. so I look at them every once yeah, but in a while. The things change, man. Yeah, they change. I just got one of their credit cards, so gotcha. that's why I know it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. And I have three months of Marriott Gold status. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where are you going? Where are if you, you if you so they give you what they do is they give you three months, and if you stay three nights within the three months, right? Somewhere the, not consecutive, they give you just the entire year. They'll give you until February 2024. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. So, like, kind of like a year and a half from I, I stayed at a Marriott property this weekend. I am staying at one on fr- uh, Friday. Okay. It's not tomorrow. All right. But I didn't have gold status when I booked it. And Time to rebook. I booked it with points from oh, a different credit card. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, the thing is, it's weird because. 
the whole thing about the credit cards, like mm-hmm. Chase credit card or City credit card, they want you to book uh, travel stuff through their portal. Yes. Because they make some money off of it somehow. Well, it's it's I found it to be a little more expensive. Sometimes. Sometimes it's actually cheaper. Yeah. Sometimes. And, uh, and, or it's just the same. Yeah. And they want you to book through there, and they'll give you some kind of perk for that yeah. extra points whatever also i should mention sorry to cut you off it is a little harder i think i feel like it's a little inconvenient to have to book through them totally because then when you have an issue and you're like hey i want you to fix this they're like well you have to go to the person you bought it from you didn't buy it through us also you don't get to use your status through that yes right, right. correct so they want you to do that they make money off of it it's a thing that they try to get you to do sure then they offer you the Marriott gold status. And part of the deal is you have to book through Marriott, mm. not the Chase Rewards. So you can't use your rewards benefits. So you can't use your rewards benefits. Well, you can't for the three nights. The three nights, yeah. Right? yeah. And they're essentially trying to push you to stay with Marriott because they're giving you status, which now in order to in order to use your status at Marriott, you have to book through Marriott. You can't book through a... a um, travel agency yes and so they're like now trying to push you off of their reward but it doesn't make sense to me it's really yeah, weird huh yeah there's there's somebody smarter than us that we're like you're doing it wrong. i think that marriott just pays them a bunch of money <laughs> yeah yeah probably either that well, i mean the or thing is the like other. they're hoping that you you stay three nights at a marriott you have a good experience and now you're a marriott guy right just like you were a, uh, a hilton guy for a while that is true. I did primarily stay at Hilton Properties. Exactly. So they're they're for them they're they're looking for capture. They're not looking for necessarily short term gain. Yeah, Marriott, but Chase Chase yeah. wants you to book on their website, not Marriott's. Yeah, I mean they also just want you to pull credit. Anyway, one time I was going to one of the Hilton properties and they didn't treat me. <laughs> you didn't get your two water water bottles like a diamond member no they didn't give me anything and no they d- didn't say thank you for being a diamond member or any of the other stuff and i felt less important yeah did you complain no <laughs> i would never complain about something like that imagine imagine <laughs> you write a complaint they did not say thank you <laughs> i am calling bullshit because the manager forgot to say my pleasure i'm going to chick-fil-a to get my fix actually one time i went i went to one of those hotels and they had diamond member parking and i mm. parked in it but then i thought like how do they know yes they don't know no they didn't ask for anything. Usually when you check in, they're like, do you need parking? Yeah. That's if you're more like in a city or something, though. Yeah. They asked me this weekend, so I was like... Where did you go? The Jacquard in Cherry Creek. Um, it's a Marriott. Like, did you auto, say yes or no? Autograph, property, whatever. No, no. I parked in like the one across the street for six bucks. But it was like a whole ordeal. There was like a discount parking because of this art festival that was happening. You know what I hate? I hate going to a hotel that's too fancy. You know what I'm talking about? No, that sounds like such a privileged thing to say. Why would you say that? You got to valet the car. (laughs) 
they come out with the fucking they're like how many bags do you have and you're like two and they come out with the bag carrier yes. thing they yeah. have the bellhop person. Yeah. They have like the guy at the elevator who presses the button. I'm like, I can press the button. Wow. You're really complaining about getting arriving at a property and having all the things taken care of. No, I, I don't want those things. I do. You're paying for those things. I don't want yeah. them. I want a very nice hotel without those a weird, awkward All those people. things are free. You got to tip the guy. You got to tip the guys. Yeah. But... You have to. T- that costs money <laughs> and you're paying for their salaries. You're supporting a local economy, Miles. By they can have other guys. jobs <laughs> besides awkwardly standing there and asking me questions. Man, now, now you're speaking as a true capitalist. Here's the thing. If I'm going to the hotel, I, I don't want to be asked questions. I want to get checked into my room mm-hmm. and then do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I don't need the guy to asking me how my day is. What I'm going to be doing <laughs> later, if I need recommendations. That's the personal touch. Yeah, but what if it, you did need recommendations, though? Then I'll go to the front desk and say, hey, do you have someone who can give me recommendations? Mm. Don't assert like, yourself did, into did, my life. Didn't the guy at the door ask? <laughs> That's what they would say, probably. Now you're bothering her, the front desk lady. She's like, fuck you. We asked you when you got in here. Why does that have to be a woman? It doesn't. Uh, but more often than not, it's usually a woman. In my experience. That's actually probably true for my experience as well. Yeah, I, it's a I, patriarchy. Uh, yeah, it is. It's unfortunate, but it, it is a reality. Maybe it's because women are nicer. It could be. It could be, but that's also a stereotype, you sexist asshole. How dare you? You know, it's weird. I'm just saying because testosterone makes you kind of an asshole. Mm. And when oh. I say you, I mean oh. you because you're doing steroids. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's. It's, how do how do I look? Well, let's just say that they're not working. <laughs> they're not working. <laughs> You've been getting ripped off. Uh, Billy, that's selling them to me, has uh, been jipping me off. You're probably just injecting PCP. Yeah, it's uh, honestly just cornstarch. <laughs> I'm just full of cornstarch. Wait, is cornstarch a solid? Uh, kinda. Yeah, it's like halfway. Yeah, it's cornstarch. Yeah. yeah. But steroids are liquid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it has a viscosity of something that you could inject. I feel like you 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 wanted to say um did, high fructose corn syrup. Did you do you want me to say that I boil it under a on a spoon? Do you know why? Inject it? Do you know why that we use high fructose corn syrup? Um, I want to say that it's uh, out of convenience. Why would it be out of convenience? Uh, it's easy to process. There's lots of it, and it's very sweet, and it's uh, a solvent that you can add. But why is there lots of it? Uh, because corn subsidized. There's lots of corn made in the United States, and uh, I think it's one of the byproducts of it yeah you're right yeah Yeah, actually um we produce too much corn more corn than is needed and so they needed somewhere to put the corn and so they produce lots of corn syrup from it lots of our agriculture is heavily subsidized that's what makes it inexpensive right because farmers thanks obama yeah it was actually Jimmy Carter. Jimmy? Good old Jimmy. Yeah. 
It wouldn't surprise me. That guy, he's still alive. I know. What the fuck? You know, I saw an interview with Bill Clinton. Yes. On Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other day, right? Yes. Dude's looking good. I actually thought uh, the opposite. So I say that because I have thoughts. Like, I thought the last time I had seen him, he was looking like death. Like a ghost? Yeah. And he looked a lot better than what I remembered him looking like. And maybe he was just wearing a lot of makeup. He was definitely wearing a lot of makeup, but uh, you could see the cognitive decline. Could you? Because I only saw a clip, and it seemed like he was cognitively there. I saw the. Clip. I thought I I would I was expecting more. I I would say. Okay. I mean, he he had like stories to tell. Uh, did you watch it? I did. Yes. Oh, okay. I did. Yes. I just saw a clip about the UFO thing. Yes. Yeah. Saw, they saw asked that? him about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, spoiler, he said that aliens are real. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, Jimmy Fallon on uh, weeknights. Um, no, I, I, I thought, I expected him. I don't know how old he is. Uh, how old is uh, Bill? Billford. Billford F. Clinton. How old do you think he is? I want to say he's 75 years old. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Um, because I saw him on Jimmy Fallon, and I was like, "That looks like a seventy-five-year-old." <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I did, definitely did see him. On He's Jimmy seventy-five. Fallon. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's crazy. That fucking Joe Biden is older than former President Bill Clinton. Yeah. All right. So is Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, these old fucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton's seventy-four, which. I didn't realize. Hmm. Yeah, there. Um, I watched him. I was like, "Dang, he's old." Um, I expected him to be a little bit more sharp, but, um, yeah, I guess I. I also thought from that. I thought, when was the last time I heard or saw Bill Clinton publicly speak on something? You know, I think. During the entire 2016 election, they were like, shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Just like stand next to her and wave. Right. Um, So I don't remember from that cycle hearing a lot from Bill. Um, And I also was too young, uh, admittedly, during his presidency to really remember a whole lot of it. Um, So everyone always made the joke that him and hillary just together yeah for the president because she was running for president right right but I they're mean, still together why yeah at this point it's like uh what they must else, actually like each other what else is there at? i mean you know like you're 75 years old you think you're gonna just pivot at this point it- if they don't like each other, then they don't need to be together. He doesn't. He gets blown from somebody, you know. He has a guy or a girl that takes care of him, you know. That's very offensive. <laughs> and I'm thinking of Monica right now. Yes, Monica famously uh, blew him in the Oval Office. It's no secret, Miles. Um, it wasn't her choice. Wasn't her choice. <laughs> Women have a choice, Miles. 
do that. <laughs> yeah, um, in that situation, he had incredible power over her. One, one, one could surmise that uh, she didn't have much of a choice, right? Yeah, I wasn't there. Political suicide. <clears throat> um, yeah, he he was uh, he was interesting. I want to hear. I want to. I want to see like him do a podcast and hear more about what he has to say. He should be on ours. Bill, if you're listening, there's an open seat across the table just for you. Um, we will get you the goods. Yeah, we'll, whatever you like. Well, I will suck you off under the table if you want. We I, know some people. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I won't. But uh, it is a safe space. You can talk. You know, UFOs. You can tell us who killed JFK. You can tell stuff. us if you really had an affair or not. Yeah, you don't have I want to, to lie. hear the truth. Here's your chance to really set the record straight, Bill. Bill Nye, this Bill Nye, the science. What if we had Bill Clinton and Bill Nye? The Bills. That's all you need. I think we would just end the podcast after that. We'd be like, we're done. We got, we came, what we conquered. That would be good. We came, Bill came. <laughs> we conquered. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. I had to. I had to. This is over. I had to. Should we finish up? We're yeah. like two and a half hours in. God damn, that shit flies. All right. It's good um, talking about Jewel and yeah, Bill Clinton. You're welcome. Now you know. Go out there and fight for your right to buy jewels, everybody. Um, One word of advice, if I had to give some advice, is that you should get out there and do your thing and vote. Yeah. <laughs> do that. And until next time, everybody, be sweet, uh, stay sweet, pray and obey. Did you say masturbate? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, stay, uh, uh, stay sweet, pray and obey. It's a, it's a good documentary. You should watch it. Okay. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Go watch it. Go watch it, folks. Thanks. And until next time, adios. Bye.